the reason why it scares me is now I want more. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a fair and valid statement. Normally, so start the nights off when we're hanging out is mandatory walk up four flights of stairs for the time being and then get to dan's apartment walk in set everything down take a deep breath because i'm fat and i hate stairs <laughs> and then we take a shot play some quarters and start drinking a beer normally screwball is involved and somewhere in there because it's now Dan's the like a whiskey cabinet it's the go-to <laughs> and we'll get like normal here try this try this try this and then right. i have the Okay, let's let's drink. <laughs> You're like, okay, let's stop playing games. Yeah. Every time they just... start playing quarters, both me and Maya are like, <laughs> Here we go. No. <laughs> it's not the fact that like we get super drunk off it. It's the fact that we do it <laughs> to get drunk, and then we kind of just maintain the whole rest of the time. Is is quarters just the one where you try and knock and the quarter shot glass? And everybody. A lot of people that don't play it think that when you miss, you shoot, and that's not the case. You make it, they shoot. Yeah. They make it, you shoot. So, you so if you're really good at it, you're really good at it. Either you're way, getting drunk. you're getting fucked up. If you're bad at it, you're getting drunk. So it's. <laughs> and they're too nice, so it's like, oh, you've taken five shots. Oh, I'll you take four with you. It. It's okay. So I got a catch up. That's <laughs> how it goes when you're hanging with the buds, man. So I want to ask you guys a question. This is an old school top shelfers way to start the show, just because, like, it. So random, it's so weird, but it usually leads to conversation. Okay. Have either of you had a paranormal experience? If not, where do you sit on that realm of like ghost spirits, different things along those lines? I've never had one. Um, I totally believe in it, though. I, there's some stuff out there, but I've never really had one. My dad has had a few. When I lived with him when I was a kid, he had one. Like I had friends stay in the night or something and we're up like three o'clock in the morning my dad said he was sitting on his bed and felt some sort of like cold presence just like shoot through him mm. and he's like it felt evil it was bad it was nasty and i stood up he stood up and was like turn the lights on i was like mm-hmm, i'm getting i'm freaking out and you know i went that was it but i've never only things i've ever experienced were like oh i put my keys here now they're missing for three days and then they're on top of the fridge you know that's the only thing i've ever had mm. But I do believe in it. I know there's some stuff out there. It just never really happened to me. <laughs> so, I feel like it's kind of half and half with mine. I feel like I've had, like, various different encounters. Nothing ever super crazy, but, like, for instance, when I was younger, we lived out in Magnum with my mom's second husband. And uh, his... I believe it was his stepdad. Um, he lived with us for quite a long time. And he worked out at the metal recycle plant off 201. Was at work one day and got crushed by a car because of a failed piece of equipment, something like that. Oh, shit. But uh, so I stayed in the basement and it was a like a six bedroom house. And it was his bedroom, my bedroom, and then like a toy room for the kids that we, me and my brother. And when he died they swapped us rooms like two weeks before that so i ended up in this room over by the stairs and then his room was like in the back of the basement so i go to school normal day whatever get home find all this shit out everybody's emotional shit day whatever and uh i went to bed that night and of course you know being a little kid sleeping in a dark ass room you're like all right well i'm not 
keeping the door open just in case. Right. <laughs> and his room, like I said, was kitty corner. So sitting there at night, I used to sleep on this end of the bed. I was like, nah. Flip that up. And I was staring at the wall. I'm like, no, not doing nothing. And the house was always really warm. But that night, like, it was really cold breezes and stuff. I didn't think anything of it. A couple weeks went by, nothing crazy happened. And then one night, I decided, all right, I'm going to go back to the way I was sleeping. And uh, laying in bed, and, you know, peak hour, 2, 3 a.m., I heard something like, kind of like a knock or something like that. I don't remember exactly what happened. But I look up, and I just see kind of like a shadowy figure in the doorway of his room, and then the door closed. Mm. And I was like, I'd be like mm-hmm. okay, so <laughs> I think I was maybe eight or nine at this point i don't really have a lot of recollection of my childhood but that happened in the morning when woke up and went and opened the door nobody was in there nothing crazy but that's really the only kind of experience that stuck out i mean other than that i've went places that are haunted and you know had like random various feelings nothing super crazy but the only one that really let me down is a bunch of buddies and myself went out to the old paper mill oh, and tried to get in there and yeah you never wear your favorite shirt on a beanie no <laughs> um yeah bad bad idea barbed wire fences and everything was greasy from people trying to get in and i guess they used to grease everything because people were climbing the walls trying to get in so yeah they did that welded the door shut so it was really a pointless two-hour drive and three hours of our life trying to get in but you know i still have a scar on my leg it's pretty faint oh, from no. trying to jump one of the fences there <laughs> yeah it fucked my whole leg up it's definitely not a smart thing to do and then we're all you know punk teenagers so of course every car that drive by we had to go and fucking hide in the bushes and then right. the security company that used to patrol came around and essentially kicked us all out and yeah i ripped my favorite band shirt and it was a shitty time but yeah, no, nothing ever crazy, but as far as, like, I want to experience it, I want to have a reason to, like, you know, right. be involved with it, but I also, I'm not going to lie, and a lot of people think I'm, uh, I guess, a little slow for it, but I want to have a bad experience so I can know, maybe not, like, as bad as it can go, because, you know, that doesn't sound fun, but... Yeah, just some crazy shit. Maybe bad like a scratch to, or a bite mark or something. and be like, all right, yeah, something happened. Bad enough to be like, that's there's definitely. Yeah. I need a little bit of sage. But I'm, I'm not trying to, you know, like, hey, guys, what's up? Want to come back to my house with me and just hang out for the next eternity? That's cool. My dad, another story, sorry. My dad uh, got cursed. He had a girlfriend that was a witch. Like, her family were witches. That's oh, shit. what they were. They had a bad breakup. She cursed him from... Like, I don't know, he was probably like 20 or something. And she cursed him and told him, you're, you're never going to have anything of any value. You're never going to have any money. You'll never have, like, a comfortable life, basically. And it, it's happened. We don't, we've never oh, had no anything. Shit. We've always been broke as shit. He's always, he's worked every day on and on. Like, he's 60-something years old and he's still working. Well, he's not right now, but right. he will be. <laughs> <laughs> um Every time we got money, like, back when Bush first became president, when he started, there was, like, a whole, there was, like, a, we had another stimulus thing. There was, like, an overabundance of money. So he sent everybody just a check. Yeah. My dad got, like, five grand in the mail. He was, like, we were all excited. We finally got money. The next day, the freaking water heater went out. Oh. 
So we had to pay for that. Then we had to pay because the carpet got flooded. And then we had to fix the air. Like something broke. Every time we got money, something broke. My grandma died, left him some money. Again, water heater. We had to buy a new washer. Like it, everything happened. All does, the time. Does he blame it on the curse? Yes. Yeah? <laughs> he does. Fuck. And he got told by a, like a palm reader lady that he has basically some sort of demon monkey thing that's just attached to him. And he thinks it's from that curse. No shit. She, she could see it. She could see right. him and and he believed it because she read his palm and like everything she said has come true. So now he's like, I guess everything was true. But yeah, she's he were trying to reach out to her and be no. like, Yo, can you fucking not? <laughs> can you take like, this off now? You just need some dick or what? <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry, but like uh, yeah, <laughs> fucked it up for sure. Moving on here, but yeah, no, that's so with him. I guess I've been related to it through him because I. Dad was a single parent, so just been me and my dad this whole time. Right. But I've never had anything. I will say I was raised Catholic, pretty much. So I have that like that Catholic like fear of demons and mm. stuff like that. Like my dad made me watch <laughs> The Exorcist when I was a kid, and I've still like I can watch the movie now and laugh at it. I think it's hilarious. Yeah. But it's still there's a little part of me that's like fuck. Like I'm still scared that something happens like that somewhere, and oh god. <laughs> But somebody put me as a fly on a wall in an exorcism because I want to watch one. But other than that. <laughs> I do too. I mean, because I, I don't know where I sit on a lot of it. Because mm-hmm. I'm definitely a firm believer in that if you have, like, a really strong opinion, like, you're 100% ghosts exist or 100% like Mm-mm. demons exist or a different vari- variety of that, yeah. you'll be able to, like, fit a narrative to make it exist, if that right. makes sense. Kind of like seeing is believing or yeah, into of existence. Yeah. yeah, kind of like, you know, if someone's a, I mean, I'll take a dig. This is my opinion, not theirs. <laughs> but, like, if someone believes 100% God, right, something crazy happens, like, oh, that was God. That was God. When in reality it, it could be, me. yeah, <laughs> a coincidence number, yeah. or whatever it is. Like, No, I he f- fell off the hill the right way and didn't die. That's what it was. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that sometimes you can turn it into what you want to believe. But I, I've had some weird experiences and... I definitely sit more on the edge of like, I think there is something out there that we right. can't explain and we don't know enough about. To say what Yeah, it is. but is yeah. it like what our conventional thought is on ghosts? Probably not. But is there something that like some sort of weird energy or like do we have like an actual soul that might be able to stay around for long and anything? Possibly. Yeah. Because what is consciousness? Exactly. You know? <laughs> I mean... There's really no way of knowing Scientifically, it's a bunch of energy and synapses. Where did that come from? Right. Hey, don't get all weird on me. <laughs> I'm not that smart, okay? I'm just saying. Because we no. can definitely, like, you know, we all have our own inner thoughts, but does that have a mass that we could actually measure it someday? Right. That's true. We have our brain, right? We can look at our brain and think, oh, this does this, this does that, but what makes us us? Exactly. Right. Your own being, essentially. Yeah. That's crazy. I think we were talking about it the other day at work when uh, we realized, like, a lot of people don't have their own narratives in their head. No. That's a crazy fucking thing to think about, too. That blew my mind. There's people who don't have an inner monologue. Like, that's so weird. Like, I can hear my own voice in my head and talk to myself. How do you not do that? Yeah. People are like, well, I read things in my head, but that's about it. Yeah, but even Do you that, talk to yourself in a mirror then? Like, you've got to have conversations <laughs> with yourself. Like, I feel like people who don't must, those are the people who really put their foot in the mouth when they start talking. 
<laughs> Their filter's like, wait. Yeah. Hold up. We're slow. <laughs> Take a deep breath and wait a second before you respond to this one, bud. Before you say that word. Hold it on. <laughs> so, yeah. No, paranormal. I definitely feel like there's stuff out there, and I want to want to be able to experience it. I think it'd be a definitely a cool kind of life lesson. Yeah. Um, a lot of my friends um, believe in stuff like that, like ghosts and whatever. But it's kind of not necessarily like a fear, but they're in the same boat. They just want to be able to experience something and be like, okay, well, no, I know something, something happened. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, that one incident was really the only brush I've ever really had. Other than that, it's been you know just eerie feelings or whatever going right. in certain places, and it's not most of the time. I think it's just like my self-conscious judging whatever the hell is going on at the time right but it's also helped me out in a lot of ways because it's made me a really good judge of character around most people in me which is good for me because my fucked up life there's lots of people i don't trust or want to get to know and then there's chill people you run into and you're like hey let's have a beer let's hang out you know what yeah. I mean? so I, I, I feel like it's worked out and it definitely could benefit in a scenario like that I just like all these shows and everything you see to mm. me is a little far-fetched like I'm not sure not how well all the instruments work <laughs> right. but like the whole like white noise and tape machine thing stuff like that I believe but your little like Geiger counters and shit yeah. I'm like mm, don't know but yeah it's definitely a tough road because I I want to believe but my biggest problem is like with what we know or what they say conventionally, right? Like, oh, it's a ghost, which then in turn means that there is some sort of afterlife, right? right. Which then in turn means is there like Heaven's heaven, hell? hell? Yeah, like, and that contradicts everything that I believe because yeah. I don't think there's necessarily a heaven or a hell. Right. But I, I do honestly think that there is something that can happen to us when we die that, like, might leave an imprint or even maybe like let's say you have a traumatic event in your life right and in that moment there's so much trauma there's so much emotion there's so much like passion that it might even leave like a mark, a mark yeah. of sorts and that's why you have like paranormal hot spots where they go and like this person died here tragic murder or whatever so they're just hanging out there. yeah part of them is hanging out yeah maybe there's still that yeah maybe there's still emotion or pieces of yourself behind yeah yeah that's kind of where i sit with it because i if there's an afterlife then i need to start thinking (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) i'll write it out (laughs) one of my uh favorite musicians singer um Dio, Ronnie James Dio. Mm. He always believed he's he was religious. His mom was very religious, Italian woman. You know, so the devil happen. horns. There's a reason why he evil does person. those because it wards off the evil eye. You can ward it or you can give it. Right. So he's like, my my mom taught me that when I was a kid. I've grown up learning that. So he's like, I don't believe that there's a heaven. There's there's no heaven. There's no hell. You live what it is mm. you either live your heaven or you live your hell that's you choose to be what you choose to be when you die you're gone right that's it but yes i mean he didn't necessarily say anything towards leaving imprints or whatever but it was just there's no heaven there's no hell you live your life the way you live it right that's it so you can choose to be good you can choose to be evil or you can choose to live in either one you know but <laughs> i just 
where I go with that, you know? I, I believe that, too, because I think that if you live your life expecting there to be something afterwards, I think you really do yourself an injustice. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of... I don't know. I feel like you set yourself up for failure in a lot of ways when you do that, for sure. Right. My, uh... So... In the roundabout way, so my grandmother, I consider my mom. She was raised super like LDS, and she's got like her temple recommend everything like that. Mm-hmm. So she's like super, you know, Lord, blah 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 blah. And I like sat down and had legit conversations with her because <clears throat> I'm not a believer really at all. Like, if I had to pick anything I wanted to believe in, it would have been like mythology, just because. And to me, that makes a little bit more sense. Like, why have one thing ruling over everything? Right. You could have, you know, multiple people doing good, essentially, and bad. But, so, yeah, that's just a whole different thing. But, no, I just sat down and had legit conversations. I'm like, so, like, you don't question any of this bullshit to me? Like, if that's it, that is what it is. To you, I get it. It's not, and it makes sense to you. But, yeah, no, we've had in-depth conversations, and she's, like, the nicest woman you would ever meet. She'd give her shirt off her back to help anybody. Anytime she sees anybody homeless, she cries about it. Like, mm-hmm. she's just super kind-hearted and a good woman, so. Although there was one time when she threw a whole cup of ice water her. Yeah. <laughs> Funny story. But, um, so, yeah, no, we've had just in-depth talks about it, and she definitely thinks, like, the viewpoints and stuff like that are skewed and it shouldn't be that way and a lot of it has to do with um just experiences that we've had within our family so you know i have tattoos and piercings and whatnot and my older brother he's you know straight up old school metalhead so gauges the piercing <laughs> devil music yeah but whatever so um yeah just you know a lot of the older ladies and stuff in our neighborhood always judged us and you know just typical stuff like that, or we go places and she'd see the looks that people would give us, whatever. But it wasn't until stuff started happening to her that she realized how, kind of how the world works and how people are. Because in general, just a lot of the human race is just trash. Right. And it's not really taking jabs at anybody, but I mean, if you're a dick person, you're probably not going to get very far in life. But, so... Yeah, no, a lot of it will sit down and have conversations and just, like, the whole, um, you know, like, the way the church responded to, like, the initial, um, like, people being gay and stuff within the community. And it was, you know, this whole big thing up in there. It was a whole disaster there. And she legit, like, sat down with her bishop one time and was like, why, why are we doing this? Like, this isn't well, right. And her bishop didn't know how to explain it. So she didn't go to church. And yeah, she stopped going to church for a year because she didn't think it was right. And she started questioning a lot of her beliefs and everything about it. And like, she still has faith that there is, you know, a higher power in the afterlife. But as far as like everything that she was taught, she's like, this is kind of bullshit. You know what I mean? Like, why should I have to live my life a certain way to be able to experience the good afterlife when. You know, there's people out there raping and murdering and doing stuff that they need to do and nothing happens to them. And a lot of it, I feel like I kind of played into it with her is she was in a really bad car accident and just fucked her shit up. 
She's terminally ill now on all sorts of medication. She's never going to be able to heal from any of it, and she just gets worse. She got, um, to kind of back sure that, she was driving, her and her husband were driving with his older brother in the back seat. She was leaning back and yelling at him for not wearing a seatbelt. And I don't know if you're familiar with West Valley at all, but yeah. if you go up 35th South, like you're coming up to... 47th or Redwood Road. It's 35th it was. Redwood. Okay, anyway. There's an intersection right there, and they were turning right to turn down so they can get to where their house was off 3100 South eventually. And as they turned, a, cop, a guy was getting chased by police going oh, down shit. Redwood Road. He's doing like 95. It was a hit and run already, so yeah. he was running from that accident. Yeah. And apparently he turned out to be some... Not to, you know, bash any religion, but he was some, like, Muslim or, like, Iranian, like, a prince. He was, like, royalty from over there. Just down here doing whatever he was doing. But got in this accident. Took off, running from the cops. The cops were chasing him. They turned, and her husband, Sakel, like, saw the car coming, and he was coming right at him. And he tried to turn out of the way, and he turned just in time for the car to hit her side. Oh. Doing 90-something an hour. She Punctured his lung. He was he was bleeding out, dying. She it broke everything from her hip waist down. So all of her legs, like it snapped everything. They were up here, so her hips were broken. All of all the bones in her legs were broken. She bit her tongue almost off. The seatbelt oh, cut her boob in half. Like she was all messed up. And Jeff in the back seat didn't have seatbelt on. He had flown up, smacked the roof of the car, and landed in the front seat upside down. He didn't really get injured. She, speaking Yo, of all this religion. <laughs> um, speaking of all this religion, she said that she, you know, saw him in the car, and the the paramedics and stuff were working to get them out, and she kept trying to say, "My son, my son," you know, because he was in the back, and she couldn't see him. She's like, all of a sudden, I look, and he's standing outside of the car. He's just standing there, and he's fine. Oh no shit! And the paramedics are like, "We got him. He's okay." She said she remembers getting put into the ambulance and seeing another one driving away without the lights on, and they said that's the one her son was in. Usually when a parent, when an ambulance drives away, and there's, they're dead. They don't turn the lights on. So right. she's freaking out. But she's still dying. Right. <laughs> she just kept saying, my son, my son. And Sakel, they got him fixed up. But she was destroyed. <laughs> she did not, she couldn't walk for like almost a year, maybe longer. Yeah, it was about a year and a half. She was in a wheelchair, wheelchair and had to do physical therapy had and those, stuff like that. The bed with like, get lifted up and like the whole thing. So anyway, back to your story. <laughs> I forgot where I was now. <laughs> Your religion stuff with my... Oh, yeah, but so... Hi, yeah, all that, you know, happened in her life, and she's been living with the consequences since then. And she was like, you know, she's the big proponent of, oh, God only gives us what we can handle. And I was like, look, that's the case. You got dealt a shit fucking hand. Like, you need a mulligan or something. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I was like, why... Like, how is it fair to you... Of all people, the nicest people I've ever met, to have to deal with this on a day-to-day basis and still have to follow, you know, these scenarios that you have to live in order for you to gain your excellence and all this. So after that, she kind of took a step back and was thinking about it. And like I said, she still believes, but she's not nearly as active in anything or anything no. like that. <laughs> and... um yeah, no, it just it changed her perspective enough that she realized that she can, you know, live the way she wants to, but still she can be a good person. Yeah. And I think that's kind of her whole shelteredness and why she's so I mean the best word's gullible. I mean <laughs> this woman doesn't know terminology for anything and she thought carpet muncher was a term for 
like endearment for a long time. So right. she said it to her grand great granddaughter, and they were like, "Daddy, no, don't teach her that." <laughs> and, <laughs> she's like, I'm it's sorry, it's, no. it's funny to experience, but like I said, she's probably one of the nicest old ladies you could ever meet. And she'd do anything for anybody, but. So to go along with the ice story and the homeless guy. <laughs> so, um, she always wants to give money. If you have him with her, she's like, oh, stop, can I give him a dollar? Yeah. Okay. Every, every time, it doesn't matter. She'd do we have it. to tell her, mom, mom no. And, um, <laughs> Look at him, he looks fine. <laughs> so she used to, we used to live in the neighborhood right by Valley Fair Mall, 2700. Yeah. So she'd always go to the Jubilee over there. That was like her childhood grocery store. She prefers to go in there and stuff like that. Yeah. Well, there's always homeless dudes at um, the mall right there. And then she would go up the road to the Sonic and get, she would get the crushed ice. And then she'd always get like a slush or something, yeah, anything yeah. like that. Well, she, one time she just started getting like four bags of ice so she could have ice when she wanted drinks. And then she would get two big cups of ice and just put water in one and then have another cup of ice that she could eat. Yeah. And um, there was a homeless dude at Sonic as she was leaving. And her being her, she stopped and offered to give him some money. And, or no, she offered to buy him some food. Instead of giving him and money. he was like, no, I don't want food. I just need money. And but she's his like, sign said something about, like, I'll work for food. Yeah, and she was like, well... You could do it like you could wash my windows or something and I'll buy you some food or whatever. And long story short, he got fed up with her trying to, you know, buy him food because he didn't want food. And he said something along the lines of, uh, I just want money for drugs, you bitch, or something like that. So her being an old lady was kind of taken back by it. And so she took her fucking drink and threw a whole <laughs> cup of ice on the dude. And I was like, all right, well, get it, got lady. <laughs> Yeah, no, it's just interesting to see that kind of mentality come out because I see it and like, yeah, I feel I feel bad for him. Like, you right. know, it is what it is. But at the same time, if you're not gonna take the initiative to get yourself out of that situation and just roll with it, like, dude, come on, you got to do something. I get it. Like, yeah, you're in a rough spot and you may not have what you need now, but there's plenty of shit you could go do. I mean. Stop. Plenty of construction sites you could go over and be like, "Hey, look, I just need some food. Can I clean up your shit for the day?" Yeah. Can I hold your sign? You know I mean, there's like, lots. <laughs> there's lots of opportunity for people out there. And granted, I say, if you got a funny sign and I see you on the side of the road, I'm more than likely going to give you at least a dollar, maybe more. <laughs> I have given so much money to some people with some funny signs. Dude, some people are witty. I think <laughs> there was one dude that said there was. What was it too old to strip? Yeah, that was too my ugly favorite. to do something. He was holding. He's like. <laughs> Too honest to steal, too ugly to strip. I was like, "Damn me, right?" Here you go. <laughs> if I had a twenty, I'd give you a twenty. Here you Best go. Best <laughs> one I saw was, um, I think it was when we lived in Sandy. I was coming home from work one day, and dude was right off the um, underpass at 90th, and he had a sign, a big ass sign he wrote on like a fridge box, and he just stood next to it and he said, "I bet you can't hit me with a quarter." Yeah. I was like, dude, that is, yes, get it. <laughs> I'll throw a handful. <laughs> there was a guy that lived in uh, Washington State who did that. He was actually not homeless. Oh. He did it as a part-time gig. Just, like, just to make money. Just to make money. Dude, he was making like, I can't remember, because he was kind of new, mm-hmm. my cousin. Mm-hmm. He was making probably like two, three hundred dollars. In yeah. a, like three four hour period. Yeah, and some of it's crazy, dude. Some of them make told, more money than we make. Yeah, no, someone told us, or we saw somewhere that they can make up to like thirty grand a year just no. standing there. No, 
Like, shit, I'll take it. I mean, the guys that, like, play guitar and stuff, like, shoot. Yeah, you're out there killing it. <laughs> when you're just standing there looking like a crackhead. Mm. It's tough to... Yeah. <laughs> There's the same old lady by our house up on thir- 21st South and 13th East. She just stands there swaying with a sign that says, I have grandkids, please help me. And I'm like... You're very clean, well put together. Like you're going somewhere that has giving you help. What are yeah. you asking me money for? <laughs> I think the worst though is, like you can kind of tell the people that take advantage yeah. of it in oh, a way. Sure. And they'll like take their kids out there, and it's like, dude, don't, don't use that. Like, come on, you're just not. I'm not one to tell people how to raise their kids, but that's just a bad example. Yeah, because now you're. You're using your child for your advantage, which first off is fucked in its own way, but you're abusing the other people's emotions yeah, right. around you. And it's super manipulating, like I don't I just I don't get people. <laughs> I wanna go back to the LDS thing and the Mormon thing because it's a very prominent topic here on the podcast, <laughs> obviously living in Utah. I think a lot of it, like, too, is the fact that when you get told something at a young age obviously right like you it's so impactful and yeah it's hard to get out of that it's hard to question it oh, yeah. but they're so good at creating fear mm-hmm. like without straight up like to your face like telling you right. something terrifying but there's like I, i've had people on who are ex lds who are still afraid to look stuff up on online because right. like it's so driven in their head don't do that. And I never knew that because I didn't grow up LDS. I didn't go to church. So I didn't know that, like, they tell you actively, like, no, don't go on the internet. Don't go look yeah. up stuff. Because there's so much information that discredits it. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I think there is something that as you mature into a, an adult where you don't want to look dumb. Yeah. Like, regardless of the situation. Yeah. Like, we're programmed to not look stupid in some definitely, and I think that's what a lot of it turns into is like they've known something their whole life to be a certain way and when someone questions them they're so afraid of looking dumb that they're not willing to take a step back and look at the bigger picture yeah kind of oh shit yeah but but I think we're at a time period in our lives where it's everly decreasing the population of LDS members just because there's so many people coming out telling people like Dude, <laughs> like, it's not. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's not what it's cracked up to be. But yeah. at the same time, I think a lot of it has to do with just the viewpoints too. Because I mean, whether people want to admit it, a lot of people are influenced by social media. Yeah. So, I mean, they could. I mean, you could teach whatever you want to teach to anybody you want for as long as you they're willing to learn it. But once they start kind of making their own mind up and learning it, hey. I'm also interested in this or interested in this person. And that person has different viewpoints. I mean, you hang out with somebody long enough, you're bound to pick up some traits and stuff. Oh, of course. Them. So I think that has to do with a lot of it is, you know, a lot of these, not even younger, just people are kind of coming to their senses in yeah. a weird way. And it may not, you know, benefit them immediately, but they'll kind of start like, all right, well, is this this or is this this? And then you realize, you know, there's a lot more issues going on in the world with every different kind of group you can imagine. And there's a lot of support for that, even from people that don't know those kind of people. Right. So you see all this stuff going on in social media and they start feeling for it. And you're like, wow, there's actually, you know, four or five kids in the neighborhood that are going through the same thing. And right. if we're 
this good type of people, we should be helping it. And then everybody's like, uh oh. <laughs> well, and I think too, a perspective that I think a lot of people don't realize is like growing up, like let's say you were born in like the 70s, okay, and you were LDS. It was hard to find counter evidence unless you really went and searched for it because oh, like yeah. your local newspapers are all rooted to the church. Yep. You know, your the TV channels that you're watching are rooted fairly close to the church. Right. You know, your community, mm-hmm. the mass majority are going to be rooted to the church. Yeah. Like, Especially if you live in like Bountiful, for yeah. example, like it's prominent. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Especially when I was growing up. It's gotten a lot different now. But, like, it used to be so difficult. And now, like, we have so many resources where, like, I could look up online right now and be like, why shouldn't I believe in the LDS church? And there's going to be millions of searches that come Oh, yeah. Up. You know, not only huge podcasts like uh, Last House on the Left. Oh, yeah. Okay. They did, like, a five or six part um, series about Mormonism. And I listened to it and I'm like, oh, well, yeah, if everyone that? listened to this, <laughs> they would question all of it. Yeah. You know, and it's... I. And that's that's the thing too with me being outside of it this whole time and I grew up with so many friends that were really into it and my friends would always try to get me to go to church with them and guys would always like you want to go to school a church dance with me and my dad was like no because they're gonna recruit you don't do yeah. it you know it was always the fear growing <laughs> up but um it it's weird to see it from the outside like this at this because you could see the like almost cultism that's going on. And how hard they're pushing it. Yeah. <laughs> I see what you did there. Oh, you know. Well, he left one there for a long time. And nobody drank I was it, drinking so. it. So. Uh, Pitter patter. Let's get at her, buddy. <laughs> oh, so good. But yeah, so I don't know. It's just, it's it's funny to watch it from the outside. Because like, I listen to podcasts, a couple podcasts too. And it's a lot of it's about cults. And there's a lot of little triggers that are like, Maybe you should call your dad. <laughs> I try and be really respectful because, like, like you said, like I have so many friends and yeah. people I would even consider family who are, you know, part of the church, and I, I definitely agree with you. Like growing <laughs> up, being out of it, and like I started asking a lot of questions at a pretty young age. Like I was around ten or eleven when I really started. Like, well, why, why are they doing this on Sundays when me and my dad are watching football? Yeah. Like, where's the big difference here? <laughs> like, why do they all look? Bored and miserable leaving church. I mean, my dad are like going to the gas station, getting snacks and shit, having a <laughs> jolly old time. And they do a lot of it, it. It sucks because if you're involved in it, right, and it clicks one day, and you're like, "Man, this I'm is... starting to I'm starting to see the different side, and I want to leave." They make it so scary because it's like, "Oh, well, if you leave, you know, you lose that community. You've done, yeah. yeah. Family might disown you, yep. you know. So it's almost I want to know." And this is something you can't just go and ask people because they're not going to tell you. But how many are still involved in the church just out of fear? Right. I'm sure it's a larger portion than anyone's willing to admit. Right. Which is sad. You'd have to get someone just like on their own and be like, so. Yeah. Because I (laughs) feed you some booze and let's figure this out. Because there was this girl who used to be in our friend group who was, her family was LDS and she was still kind of actively LDS, but on the weekend she was coming and getting fucked up and, uh-huh. you know, doing things that you're not supposed to do as an LDS member. The Jack Mormons? Yeah. <laughs> and, like, she, it definitely seemed like she was just so afraid of, like, taking that step and right. telling her parents, like, hey, I'm, I'm done. That ain't me. <laughs> yeah. And the people who do end up sometimes suffering pretty yeah. hard. Totally yeah. ostracized. Like, takes black sheep to a new look. Yeah. yeah. No, I get it. And I definitely, I, no, I feel the same way. Like, I, I 
it's probably a pretty damn high number that stay there just because of you know their their fear and it may not even be like fear of the religion just fear of what's going to happen to them yeah. you know what i mean and like you said it kind of goes hand in hand like yeah well your family you know disown you or you know everybody's going to look at you different because they still practice and you don't like it to me it's just super manipulative and you shouldn't have to deal with that that's why like i don't know, I, I also had a lot of friends that were religious growing up and they they all kind of no nobody ever really pushed it but they kind of you know wanted to know my viewpoint because i'd ask them questions and i was like yeah. look i mean believe whatever you want to believe i'm not going to tell you you can or it's right or it's sure. wrong but you should definitely you know question stuff and look into it before you just go to do it but um yeah no a lot of, a lot of my buddies ended up kind of dropping out of that and doing their own thing which is good for them right and a lot of them realized that a lot of it was just bs and like you said fear yeah and i think too that when you start i don't know i i haven't had to experience it so i i guess i'm speaking from an outside source but i imagine when you start looking into it it can really throw your whole entire life just upside down because like if you're told to live like how you're supposed to, right? Like all mm-hmm. these different things. And then you're starting to realize like, well, why can't I even drink tea? Right. You know? And then like, oh, it's, tea, yeah. That and then it spirals into a whole bunch of stuff. But like the thing about the church, like they do a lot of great, they do. you know, we're t- I, I, I always talk a lot of negative on here and I, it's just the perspective that right. I want to share to others. But they do a lot of great things. Oh, I mean, yeah, Utah definitely. has a great community. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel comfortable in a lot of areas in Utah where if mm-hmm. I were to just go travel other places, I don't know if I would. Um, but you got to remember how great of backpedalers they are. I oh, mean, oh, yeah. oh, without a doubt. With, what was <laughs> it, in the 90s, um, African Americans couldn't even join the priesthood? Right. Yeah. yeah. Nothing. I mean, allowed. That's <laughs> And that's a modern... Like, 1990s is not long ago. No. I was born in 94. Like, we're not far off from 92. there. You know? And then the whole thing with the LGBTQ yeah. plus community, like... That's a whole different can of beans there. To what? Like, five, six years ago, they were... Banned. Fun- like they were nothing. banned. They were funding All organizations to fight against, against them. Yeah. The, the Kicking members camps. out of the church. Yeah. The conversion camps. The conversion camps. camps. The, the conversion freaking therapy. therapy. Like... And, and Why? now they're making statements like, hey, like, it's okay. It's, it's okay. okay. <laughs> like, I grant everyone grows, and I hope that a com- like a, I shouldn't say company, an organization <laughs> but I mean, like the way. church would also grow with the times, and maybe that's what it is instead of backpedaling. But at the same time, if at what point do people start looking at me like, are they just trying to fit the narratives to stay relevant? Yep. <laughs> like, Debbie, just trying to was, cover their ass. Yeah. His mom, that was a big thing with her. She's like, watching it all happen on the news, and she's like, why are they doing this? And we're over here like, mom, they've been this way the whole time. No. You've just been so in it that now you're outside of it. Now you can you see it. You pulled the own cloud from your head. You yeah. pulled your own head from the cloud. You're kind of seeing everything going on. I'm so excited for them to realize, like, when they take their billions of dollars and start putting it in some medical marijuana, mm-hmm. and then that article comes out where they're like, hey, guys, guess what? We got that message from God. It's a plant he grew. <laughs> A-OK. Good, yeah. good with us. Because <laughs> like, that's going to happen. 
much oh, money. Without a doubt. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. So much money. The way that just the LDS community in Utah specifically controls Every, virtually everything, everything that you can do, it's only a matter of time. Like, yeah. They'll but, see the money. Yeah. And that's that's what it is, too, is it's... People don't like to refer to it, but, I mean, you look at it, they're a fucking Fortune 500 company. No. Yeah. Their net worth is astronomical compared to other religions. Oh, yeah. And it's... I hate it so much, but... <laughs> <laughs> well, and I don't want to misquote, but I believe they're the only religion that requires Payment. tithing to get into heaven. Yep. Right. Or your celestial kingdom. Right. Whichever level it is, because how yeah. what there's like four levels there's or something. Seven total. Seven? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. So but like Dante's Inferno made it good and put it yeah, up there. Exactly. Because <laughs> I think that that I I can't remember all of it, but there's a couple charts you can look up, and all of them you require tithing to be able to get to your kingdom. This is some Scientology I'm, shit right there. Seriously, yeah. I never understood it with his mom. She'd be like, "I gotta write my tithing out," and she had this little envelope. She's gonna write it, put her money in it, and. Yeah. <laughs> so Bebert says that causes a slippery slope if they ever say yes to medical marijuana for recreational because it is a plant they would then have to say that tobacco and tea are also okay because they are plants. I mean, it's, yeah, but you're not wrong. <laughs> is to I think for them if they can see the money in it but not the money in tobacco and tea they're going to be like ah, oh, I mean, true, <laughs> but they'd also probably put stipulations like they do with the tea. Yeah. That's very, very true. <laughs> they also don't have to pay taxes because they're a religious organization. Yep. That's the one thing that irks me the most. If they came out and decided to be like, hey, we're going to get taxed now, everything that you do, I would be okay with. Yeah, oh, without seriously. For sure. Run whatever you want. Own this whole entire state. But you're paying your taxes. But you're paying your taxes. <laughs> you imagine That's... that fucking backlash, though? Just the drop of... So, yeah, we all like $16 billion in taxes. We just paid that. Yeah, it was fine. Wait, fine. what? We just wrote a check. <laughs> yeah. It was fun. I was saying, with her, with her tithing, she's on disability, social security. She makes no money. Yeah. She, she this has woman $700 a month. She has to pay literally. $70 a month in tithing. It's crazy. I'm like, yeah. at least 10% of your income is what they say or whatever it is. 10% of mm-hmm. your checks. That's ridiculous. And we would tell her all the time, like, Mom, you can't pay your bills. And you're paying $70 to the church? Well, i got to keep my temple recommend. And da, 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 da. Well, I imagine, though, for her, right, like, <laughs> she may have stepped back from some stuff, but, you know, how old is she? She's in her 60s? 60s, mm-hmm. yeah, she's like you 63, know? something like that. If I was in her shoes, it's probably not worth the risk at this point mm. to not Stop. do it. Stop, yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that, you know, that whole, anymore, that but... whole um, like we were saying, just the fear type thing. Yeah. I mean, her mom... Her whole family was super LDS. Like, her mom wouldn't even drink soda or anything like that. Up until, (laughs) you know, the last stages of her her life when she just didn't give a (laughs) shit anymore. But, um, yeah, no, it's that whole, like you said, just, I've done it so long, it's just, why why stop? Yeah. If I do, what's going to happen? So, I understand that, but, I mean, still at the same time, like, she's had the same income for over 20 years now and just you know the like there's times where we struggle paycheck to paycheck and i make well over what the fuck she makes a month and i'm like how the fuck can anybody live like this and that's state but you can live hard you can live on this much yeah how much we say you can survive it's it's ridiculous because it's like all right well 
how do you expect anybody, like, even with housing and whatnot, to get an apartment and still be able to pay? Still have to wait three years and then still be able to buy your groceries and pay your utilities and shit like that. So Salty Frank says, Ding, then, could you imagine the cash a marijuana-based religion could make if they sold to their own <laughs> congregation, <laughs> not having to pay property tax or any kind of tax, on top of the fact it's all cash business since not being technically federally legal. <laughs> Salty. I got a business idea I want to talk to you about later. We got this. Buy in right now. (laughs) We're going to 100% finally create flying spaghetti monster religion. For real. And it's going to be based around around marijuana. Well, how does that work for like a Rastafarianism? Because the, that's their... They just believe the higher you get, the closer you are to God, really. Right. So it's still Christianity. It's still like a, a Christian church. But you also get high because you're closer to God. Hmm. But I don't know. I guess... I mean, I don't, I've never seen any of it here. So I'm assuming it's mostly practiced in states where it's legal. Recreation is legal, you know. I don't know much about the... Is, is Rastafarianism yeah, a religion? It is. I think so. A, I want to say yes. I don't know, so don't quote me. I, mean, yeah. I consider it I more so like a way of life, yeah, like a not lifestyle. necessarily a religion. No. But there's, Honestly, I mean, there's definitely be. people that <laughs> practice it and feel that that's their their, religion. their calling, you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm going to have to try and find someone who is and yeah. have a conversation with because that would be cool. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure I had a couple dudes that are Rastafarianism. <laughs> Sounds like salty. <laughs> right? We just become best friends. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go do karate in the garage. <laughs> no, I just hope that it becomes readily legal. Whether people partake in it or not, that's up to them. Right. But like, come on, it's we're a at the freaking plant. We're at the point now where everyone's gonna do it or they're not gonna do it. Like, well, we just... that and like, just get over your fucking stuff. Like, if yeah. the state is okay with it. And obviously, they're making a shit ton of money. I mean, totally everybody fucking knows about it. Look at Colorado. Yeah. As soon as they implemented it, they made what? Like, $22 million the first year? Their, their schooling is so good. They don't know what and, to do with all their money. Yeah. yeah, it's still federally illegal. And they can come in at any time and fucking oh, kick your door in and take your plants because we're dickheads. But, dude, just think about it. You could win the drug game. The well, federal government could control it. That's what they want to do anyways. Well, and I just don't... Shit, they probably halfway do. From a personal standpoint, I just don't quite understand it. Since I didn't grow up in the 70s and 80s, I don't understand the weed craze, right? Because they were so good at scaring people. Like, even my parents, like, I, I've had conversations... I could call my dad and he could tell you all about it. Yeah. <laughs> he was born in the 50s, so... I've had conversations with my parents, right? And, like, when I was younger, they were so, like anti-everything smoking like it was like oh you're fucking stupid if you smoke like you'll Mm -hmm. end up like a burnout and everything and then as social media has come about and like my parents see people that they looked up to as kids or people that were highly successful and like he smokes weed (laughs) wait elon musk smoked weed on joe rogan yeah (laughs) like all these different things i think it's opening the eyes a little bit more to the reality that Dude, it's, it's not, not. It doesn't do what you think it does. No, no. Can it be abused? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and is it addictive? That's yeah. a weird conversation. Yeah. I don't think that it will make you physically addictive, like heroin or something like that. Right. No, but mentally, mentally, mentally yes. yeah. yeah, becomes comfort, right? It's like yeah. a cigarette almost. But I mean, you know, a cigarette also can be argued the same way because it's nicotine. But right. To me, it's like a cigarette. Like you're addicted to the 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 feeling, the feeling, the, the, act. the action of lighting up a cigarette and putting it in your mouth. 
same with weed and hitting a bong or hitting a pipe or yeah. a joint or whatever. Because I've known people in my life who are definitely, I would say, are addicted to at least the feeling. Like, right. I mean, how, I, how many times have you said someone like, I can't function unless I'm smoking? Uh-huh. I you had know, a friend and, in high school. Yeah. She's like, I'm not normal without it anymore. You know, and okay. I'm totally cool with it. I honestly would rather have more high people around than <laughs> drunk people. Like, For real. You know? Well, hold on. <laughs> Depends, Depends but... on the drunk people. <laughs> right. Me and my I... friend's group, we're a fucking blast. So. No, you can't for sure. You choose drunk people. When you're high, That's you're pretty true. much, everybody's pretty much the same when you're high. You're just yeah. like, chill. <laughs> make, make the same regulations. Can't drive. Don't be an asshole. Right. Like, don't do it in public. Don't do it around kids. Seriously. Like, there'll <laughs> be ethics, right? Yeah, there's... definitely. And where's, where's the problem? Exactly. I mean, secondhand high, I guess, like. It's not even that bad. It's not really relevant. <laughs> I mean, I've been in a room where everyone was smoking and I wasn't, and I got uh-huh. hot box, and I definitely still got a little hot. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. But, but, you know, I've. I, I had a pen at one point. <laughs> Your brother stole it. <laughs> yeah, you know. But, but yeah. I, I just, I don't see. In 2020, I, I find a hard time seeing negatives. Right. Oh, yeah, definitely. And just the, the advantages it has. Smoke some chill. Fucking <laughs> relax. Just the advantages it has medically. Oh, yeah. Just they outweigh any almost any negative you can come up with it. Like, yeah, there's definitely people that, you know, abuse the system and for use sure. marijuana for sure. My Absolutely. father is definitely fucking one of them. But as far as, you know kids that had to take pills and all this dumb shit because they have epilepsy or whatever it may be and you give them a little bit of cbd and it's almost instantaneous like cbd is wonderful why 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 deny that yeah just because you guys want to fucking line your pockets with all the pharmaceuticals you own yeah step into the weed game yeah there's this little girl i follow on facebook her page is just called supernova her name is nova lee oh she's this beautiful little girl (laughs) It's typically how it goes, though, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> but she's got something wrong. She's got some genetic malformation in her brain. She's missing, like, parts of her brain. Mm. didn't form. So she's only got, like, a third of her brain. So she's just, she lives on CBD because there's the only way they can calm her seizures. Because as she's getting older, every time her hormones change, she just goes into fits. And they have to readjust and... They, it took them years and years and years to find CBD to make it work. They had to move from some other state to Colorado to get it because they, it was a little yeah. where they were. They couldn't travel back and forth. And they told her, her mom, that she wasn't going to live past, like, a day right. when she was born. She survived a week. And then they said, well, okay, this has been great. Don't get lucky. She won't survive <laughs> a month. She made it three months. And then it's just been, now she's seven or eight years old. Wow. So she's been doing well, but she's gotten really bad again. Like, they haven't been posting on Facebook. And she put up, she's like, I'm not going to post until we get her back to normal. Right. But that's all the only thing that saves her is CBD. They have to give her the little tinctures. She's got little syringes that they fill with the CBD stuff. And it's the only time she can be seizure-free. She she has like 300-plus seizures a day when she's messed up. And she can't talk, the poor thing. Her eyes are all screwy and her teeth are messed up. And it's just, it's sad. Me too. But, (laughs) But CBD has helped. And I just, I cannot understand why they won't, like, just even just this one case, you can take that and be like, shit. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Without giving much information, I know a little bit about the world um, that revolves around. Uh, oh. Uh-huh. Well, I mean, I guess I that answers it. That answers it. Um, I, I won't brush much on it just out of 
respect in you know personal life but uh my girlfriend is bieber mm-hmm. and her son does have um a rare disease called lennox gusteau mm-hmm. and basically allow like he has every seizure that you can think of um and through the years i mean me and bieber were just talking about this this morning you know they he's been on handfuls of medication mm-hmm. and different things like that but they just over the past i can't remember a couple of years have come up with a cbd called epidiolex which is the first regulated CBD where every dosage will be the same regardless. Like it's not, oh, cause like, okay. you know, with like marijuana or THC, it's, like it's always it's, it's different. variable. Yeah. Yes. With this, with this CBD, it's always the same. So it can actually be regulated. It actually can be measured. And right. you know, when you're giving it, you know, you're giving that right amount instead of like a stronger dose or right. a lesser dose. And it's helped. Like it's oh, definitely changed quite a bit of the situation but you know just in her case like it has been i mean aside from the epidiolics but all the other stuff like dealing with pharmaceuticals and you know the The government and there's so many hoops you have to jump through and so much added stress when in reality where's where's the priority is it making sure that all the money's aligned or is it the fucking person gets healthy yeah exactly and that's the problem and that's the frustrating part for me going in is like and I'm sure Bieber, like, I can't even imagine having to deal with it for as long as she did. But, like, how can they not see that it's just a kid who needs his fucking meds? Why is it so difficult to, like... We to stop the seizures. Like, that's what we're doing. Yeah. Because like... it's all... It's it's money, man. It makes yeah. the world go round. And as fucked up as it is, that's just the way life is. It just sucks that, you know, he didn't... It, I mean, I guess it's... Yeah, yeah, it's not. It really isn't. It's not like he did something to make this happen like some people do or like he's just born this way and now yeah like his mom has to jump through loops every single month just to get the stuff he needs it's it's ridiculous i feel for you i'm very sorry that's shit yeah Yeah. and i'm glad there's improvement coming that's that's good i like it yeah but back to the cbd thing like with just watching him like him and seeing the improvement that it's had Mm -hmm. why are we not Seriously. <laughs> like, why are we not? Cause even, like, bro. <laughs> so, going back, kind of touching back on my mom. Um, like I said, that that accident she's been in, she's been on any fucking medication you can imagine. Oxycontin uh, and oh, yeah, For years. Like, she's... She's a, what, she her takes first them. ones were 80s? Yeah. She's, ox, one of them is an 80 milligram pill she takes three times a day. Oof. The other one, she has breakthrough pills that are 30 milligrams. 30 milligrams. She can take three of those in a day yeah. in between. And it's it's she's not that much pain. It's not the fact that, I mean, obviously when she started it, she would get that high feeling or whatever. Well, but it wasn't. Like she could stand it wasn't. You know, she was doing it to do it. it was, right. It wasn't. She needed it to numb the pain enough she can function. go through normal day to day life. And this has been fucking years of this shit and then all of a sudden when everything started going down they're like oh we need to take you off of it and it's like wait hold up so now you're gonna take her off of it after let's just do a roundabout number of 10 years think about the side effects of prolonged use of that shit right so she goes through all this they take her off that they add her lower tabs or whatever they take all that shit away and then Recently, I think it was two years ago, she got a new pain doctor because her other one was just a fucking... She still has them. It was a fuck twat, for sure. But, um... So she gets this new pain doctor and her medical chart is absurd. Her folder's like that thick. 
I've been to that's doctor just, it's like that thing. It's <laughs> just the shit she, like, new shit. If you go all the way back, it's, you know, she's got a whole binder. But he was going over everything, and he's like, look, we're not, whatever, the, whoever told you is fucked. He's like, what do you need to get you to a level that you can day-to-day live? Because she fucking like, sits on a chair all day long because it hurts her to get up and do anything. She has to walk upstairs. She has to go to the grocery. You know what I mean? Right. Normal tasks that you need to do to survive, she can't do. So he's like, what do you need to get you to where you can do it? You don't necessarily need to be comfortable, but, you know. So she told him. And then going over it all, he's like, look, I'll give you the recommendation. You can get your medicinal card. You can go get whatever you need to get to get you there. The whole problem is, is because it's not federally legal, the state isn't going to pay for shit. Right. So everything that she wants to do that route, she has to pay for out of pocket. With her being on limited income, she can't really afford it. So it's it's they a catch-22. Like, I definitely want that to be a bigger priority. And if she could take CBD over any of the fucking opiates and anything else, oh, she's been sure. without a doubt, dude. Like, I'll support it myself. But yeah. just the fact that it's so frowned upon, you know what I mean? It's it's ridiculous. Like, you see this, and people don't look at it like, oh, you take opiates, you must be a junkie. It's like, no, bitch, she takes it because she needs to be able to do what you can do every day. Right. And then, she, and she obviously with eat. that comes different side effects. Like, she has to take steroids because her lungs are fucking dying on her and her heart kills her and all this shit. She has She's to take water pills because her body water. retains water. All this turned her into a diabetic because your fucking appetite and everything like that. Like, she had that she was a kid. She didn't know it, but yeah. <laughs> all of it kind of goes hand in hand because she had to be on this. And if you think about it, like, how much of this could she have avoided 10, 20, 30 years ago when all this shit happened and they were like, go eat a brownie. All right. You know what I mean? No. Super simple. And just the fact that companies want to make that kind of money off insurance is just ridiculous well and i think too like with cbd you know there's not it's not the fun thing that you get from like right. smoking pot no definitely like not. there's not you're not gonna get high like you might feel a little different right. you know how i've never done oxys or anything like that or xanax but i know fun. for a fact like it does make you feel high oh yeah without a doubt so like he almost overdosed that how are we not like how like honestly how are we not funding that when we know that there's not as bad side effects and that there is not it's cheaper to make oh without a doubt and that it would be like i could you could pretty much give it to everybody yeah Yeah. and look at not only that but look at the fatality rates of any type of medicinal marijuana in any shape or form yeah the cases of people actually dying from a weed in general related anything. It's because they were dumb as fuck. <laughs> well, not only that, but, like, weed being the backing cause of it. Yeah. Like, it yeah, you were high, you went and drove a car and got in an accident and killed yourself. Okay, that's your fucking choice, first off. But the fact that people are like, oh, well, this and this causes this. It's like, no, look at it, okay? I took one Oxycontin in my life. I took a 30 milligram, and I took it spaced out. I took half... And then, and then half quarters. eight hours later. <laughs> and I fucking almost overdosed because I had my fucking face blown up. Right. Like, it was my only time ever taking it. The only time I'm ever going to fucking take it. Yeah. And what did it do for the pain? It literally killed the pain for an hour. 
Because then he was and the rest of the time, my body was high as fuck. I couldn't <laughs> feel shit, but the the pain was still there. I couldn't function because of it. And then when I decided, all right, enough's enough. I'm going to take this other half just so I can fucking sleep and go to work in the morning. Next thing I know, I'm getting fucking body convulsions. My stomach's fucking tensing up and, and I releasing. Sleep next. I go get in the up. shower, look in the fucking mirror. My lips are blue as shit and I'm pale. Like, Jesus. What the fuck? And all this could have been avoided from me taking CBD. We're right. And it, I just... Let, let's put it on the recreational side of marijuana, mm-hmm. too. Where... I'll wait for someone to give me a negative. Right. Okay, yeah, your lungs might get affected if you smoke a lot. You're going to cough. You're going <laughs> to cough, right? You smoke cigarettes well, and you cough. So, <laughs> with that, though, I mean, you can't... Yes and no. It, it's... It's a stupid argument, but there's people like, oh, yeah, smoking it is going to affect your lungs. Well, is it the plant affecting your lungs, or is it the gases from the lighter you're using that you're inhaling? Well, right. You know that, what I mean? That's what I'm saying is, like, where – if we're talking about straight recreational use, like, hey, instead of us going and getting liquor, we went and got some fucking edibles or, like, a bag or whatever, and we smoke, where are – the negatives. Like, I'm sure there are. I'm sure there's long-term effects. Like, we realize right. that if you drink alcohol for 10, 15, 20 years, like, your it will kill dies. your liver. You mm-hmm. know, like, I'm sure we'll find out some long-term effect of if you smoke every single day. But that's on the person, right? Moderation right. is key in life. Exactly. So, I'm just waiting for them to give me a real hard evidence of, like, why recreational is bad, too, because... Something factually backed. Like what? What are we doing? <laughs> like what was it called back in like the seventies when they had the whole thing about it? There's like something panic. I can't remember what it was called. Reefer madness. Reefer yeah, madness. Reefer madness. <laughs> I think that's what everybody like all these old people are going off of now. Yeah. They still have that. Fucking boomers. For yeah. Sure. You know that fucking video you watched <laughs> in your eighth grade class. Yeah. Like, and I've watched some of it too, and it's the stupidest video. <laughs> well, because I think that I mean. I think now that we're in 2020, people realize that that was business propaganda. If they got, because hemp, if we talk about hemp, right? Hemp is amazing. And if hemp was legal and hemp was manufactured the right way, it would kill a lot of big business. Mm -hmm. So they don't want that. So the one way to do it is like, well, it's fucking propaganda. Ask those older people, too, if they realize that at one point in time it was actually illegal to use paper products and you had to farm hemp. Yeah. A lot of them don't even fucking know that. Mm Mm-hmm. And the fact that anything hemp-related is astronomically better in any sort of way. I mean, look at hemp paper. It's like way more durable and biodegradable. Like... Yeah, biodegradable is the big part. Yeah, you're not cutting down trees. You're growing a plant to make paper. I literally have a shirt. It's a hemp shirt. Cozy as shit. Good quality. <laughs> nah, doesn't like ever like it doesn't stink. Like you know how like if you wear a shirt for like if you're sweating all day, yeah. like. It doesn't really absorb the like sweat. Dirty con, yeah. yeah, like you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, and, and to to give perspective on this is I'm not a stoner. I, I I'm really not. I've maybe in the past year maybe smoked four times. I'm about there. Maybe five. In my I, whole life. Yeah. So. Like, and I am a not firm that believer too it. that weed is not for everybody. Because that no. that narrative of people who are so pro weed were like, well, fuck, everyone should smoke it. No, absolutely no, not. not it affects some people really bad. And you people that are already dumb don't do it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, don't need more dumb. My friend, she's like, it just gives me a headache every time, no matter what kind of I've ever smoked. It just gives me a raging migraine. Yeah. Headache. So I'm like, okay, well that's fine. 
I get headaches, but I think it's just because I wasn't smoking the right kind. And I also tried to use a vape pen instead of, because I'm a wimp. I can't do, like, pipes or anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's... It was salty saying. I live in an area completely named after tobacco and tobacco products. I can't wait till hemp and marijuana are legalized, changes the industry, and they all of a sudden rename my village to Weedville. <laughs> I agree with that. Tobaccoville is a crazy place, Salty. <laughs> to be known for it? Yeah, well, yeah, like that was their main. I mean, Salty's talked about it quite a bit on here. The. Oh, and f- for the record, Salty's our mod, oh. so he's a regular. Hi. He's he's What's the up, dude? he's the boy. Um, he, the city that he lives in is a tobacco producing city, hmm. and that's like their main source of revenue. Yeah, and I don't know, D- cigarettes and all that type of stuff is another argument because you know <laughs> the industry. <laughs> the industry. I mean, I don't really have much of an opinion to give on tobacco. No, I- I think nicotine is nicotine. Mm-hmm. Thanks. It's also a plant. I mean, yeah. it just grows that way. I mean, I think cigarettes in itself are rough just because of right. the additives. Right. But if you want to roll your own cigarettes and smoke your own tobacco, shoot. You do you. <laughs> I think, well, if you could find, like, if you got tobacco and, like, grew it yourself. Then you gotta be better. Yeah, like, I, I wouldn't, it honestly probably wouldn't even stink. I don't know. No. I mean,. I'm an ex-smoker, and when I get drunk enough, I still smoke. Yeah. But I don't... He's a social smoker. I don't <laughs> need it. it sucks. <laughs> I don't, like, there There was a point where I was, you know, pack and a half, two packs a day, and it, you know, every break I need a cigarette or yeah. I need to go smoke after I eat or after I shower, whatever it may be. And, you know, it's just, it's mind over matter at that point. You don't need it. You just want it. Yeah. And now... It's the same scenario. Like, I could go every single day-to-day life, and I don't need it. I don't feel like I need it. I don't want it. And then when I drink, it's just because I'm drinking. I want the so, the feeling. Yeah. And it's not even, like, I'll wake up the next day and be like, I taste like ass. Like, it's it's trash, and I feel like shit. I'm coffee, and yeah. it's just not good. But it is what it is, you know? So if, I, don't quote me on this, everybody, but I, American spirits are... No additives, correct? They say they're not. I don't really know. I will say they taste better than a lot of cigarettes. Yeah. They for sure burn longer, and that shit sucks because it takes a lot longer to smoke. Yeah, because if I were to... Because I I used to smoke a little bit, too. Like, I was... I never got to a pack a day. I was, like, a pack maybe every two weeks. Week or every two weeks. Um, And I did Camel Crush because I really like menthol. And then I moved to American Spirits because I was like, oh... I still get what I want out of it, minus mm. the, minus all the bad Stop. shit. Yeah. Um, and I definitely felt better mm-hmm. smoking American spirits over like Can't, crushes. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, like once you get out of smoking, period, you're like, oh, you feel way better. <laughs> that did affect me more than I thought it did in the moment. And that that's that's a whole crazy thing too. Is just looking at the impact people put themselves through because of shit they want. Yeah. That's a whole different, I don't know. <laughs> it, it's weird for sure. But, I mean, going on that same note, who wouldn't do what they want when they want? If you could. Right, true. So. Yeah, I, I, I don't really have a strong... Part of me thinks that maybe there should be higher regulations on cigarettes, but then part of me is like, I don't like regulation, and I think everyone should be able to do what they want. Right. 
So we're gonna put the so the re- body doing the thing. Yeah, That's the regulation time. on it, like I could definitely get like your additives and shit. As far as like age limits, I think a lot of that is just complete horseshit. My yeah. my probably my firmest belief in anything like I'm against in the government shit like that is your age requirements. So if you're you know 17 years old in high school, the day you turn 18, you could fucking drop out and go serve your term in the military. No right. questions asked. They don't give a shit. But yeah, in that same note, if you can sign your life away then, but when you get an apartment, you know, you're 18, most of the time you still need some type of parent consent or whatever it may be. Or even, you know, okay, that's cool. You can go and volunteer your service, which, you know, all your vets, thank you. But at the same time, like, okay, you can do that with your own free will, but we're going to make it to where... You can't have a drink. When you're you stressed, can't you can't go fucking do anything you want to do, okay? Yeah. You may not have been a smoker. You may have picked it up in a different country where it's legal. Well, now you want a cigarette. You come back to the U.S. and you can't buy it because you're not 21. Right. Or, you know, you want to have a beer with your friends that are fucking 30 years old. You know what I mean? And now you can't go have a beer at a bar with your buddies because you're 19 and you're not allowed in the bar. Like, to me, that is my biggest, like, pet peeve with the government in general like why what what purpose does that serve you because i mean when you let you're making money off of it right. regardless but it's okay for you to tell this young ass kid that yeah you can go fucking die tomorrow but you can't have a cigarette what right i think it's just like to me it makes sense if you're gonna sign up you're gonna go do your military stuff you're gonna do your term that legally makes you an adult i don't care what age you right are. You're going to come back an adult whether you wanted to be or not. Mm. You, you can still say you're 18. You're still going to come home or whatever age you are when you come back. You're going to be an adult regardless. Mm-hmm. You do a lot of growing up doing that. So they should let you do it. Like, you can show your military ID and be like, yeah, I'm 18, but, you know. There should be exemptions. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I think, I don't know where my opinion really flat lands on that, but I will say that I think the older that you make, you give restrictions on things the more likelihood of people rebelling and trying exactly. doing it anyways. Yeah. Getting someone to buy a form, getting you Because know. I, I will 100% attest to, like, I probably wouldn't have drank if the legal age was 18. I drank because it was illegal and it was fun. Yeah. Exactly. And it was, You're like, like sticking it to the man. <laughs> yep. And then Precisely. when I turned 21, my drinking went You're like, way down. I was Astro, like, oh. Yeah. It's I was like, this a, isn't the same. It's not fun no more. Yeah. <laughs> Just, it's that, I guess it's the rush. Yeah. You know what I mean? So at what point do we, like, because, like, we can talk about vaping and e-cigs and, you know, um, jewels. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, we can talk about that, too, if you want. But uh, it's so, like, I have my, a couple of my good friends have younger brothers who were in high school in the past four or five years. And they say it was, like, every break there was, kids would go out to their car and they would just be jeweling in their car. Yep. Yep. Like, they're not allowed to buy them, so how are they getting them? Right. Uh, Salty says, I think most substances should be legal as long as you can prove that you have knowledge of the effects, short-term and long-term, what it will do and, do to you, and prove you aren't needed in a job position where it will influence your performance there. And I only mean, like, situations like where that would... Uh, put someone else at risk if you weren't all there. So like a construction, right. if you were like a driver heavy equipment or, or anything yeah. like that. Right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Well, for what? All 
almost all drugs that you take said do not operate heavy equipment, do not drive, do yeah. not operate heavy machinery. Shit, Can NyQuil says it. You yeah, know? Like, Fucking NyQuil. <laughs> NyQuil's a bad thing. It's a bad thing. <laughs> Whoever thought of that, you deserve a kick in the dick. <laughs> but yeah, with like the jewels and stuff, it's totally turned not only into a nicotine habit, but it's turned into almost like it's a state a reputation statement it, exactly schools, you know yeah. like oh he's jeweling he's a fucking in he's, he's yeah. cool you gotta be cool man so like where i think society kind of fucked up on that one like putting so much hate and stress into it because of course kids are gonna think it's cool mm-hmm. as shit well not only that but you're marketing popular flavors yeah flavors that one kids are gonna enjoy uh-huh. and two People weren't smoking cigarettes because of the flavor. They say they are. They're fucking lying because cigarettes taste like asshole. Yeah. <laughs> but the whole purpose of e-cigarettes were to wean you off tobacco yeah. and nicotine. So if they would have stuck with the normal, like, it tastes like tobacco, then I'm pretty sure not a lot of fucking kids would have been doing it because tobacco doesn't taste good. And if you've ever had tobacco-flavored e-juice, you know exactly what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> it's right. Because it, it, there's nothing good about it. It tastes like a burnt coil, no matter how you look at it. Well, and I think, too, that if exactly what you said, you know, because I believe that they made it illegal now to make flavors that were, like, pushed towards, pushed towards younger, younger like children. Because yeah. I, I jeweled for a little bit. I sound like fucking such an idiot <laughs> saying that. Um... I used a jewel for a little while and then, like, had a couple disposable ones. There, mm-hmm. And I won't lie, there was these disposable ones that I bought at a gas station that were, like, a Tiger's Blood coconut mm-hmm. flavor. Tasted fucking great. But that's not good, right? Mm-hmm. So if every if every jewel and vape tasted like fucking marble black, they probably kids wouldn't be fucking with them. No. Right? And that's a whole other business that we crashed, too. All right. <laughs> And I mean to go I with bought, that. I even bought one without nicotine. I would just buy juice without nicotine, yeah. just so I could have the taste. Of That's exactly cool. what it was. Yeah, like, <laughs> you wanted to fit in with society, and you wanted to be part of the cool group. I smoked three times and went in my purse, and I lost and, it. So. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, I definitely. So my whole scenario with that is, so I got into vaping because I was trying to get off smoking. Mm. And Believe me, it was a lot easier to be around him. When I only, <laughs> I only did that because of her, like. If I wouldn't have married her or anything, I'd probably still fucking smoke to this day just because I don't give a shit about myself. Mm. Obviously. <laughs> but um, I did it, you know, because I got married. I wanted to, you know, have a longevity in the future and that. So I was like, look, there's some shit you got to fix. So I decided, all right, well, I'll just fucking jump on the bandwagon and go that route. I'm not going to lie. The first fucking flavor I bought was tobacco and that shit was nasty. Mm-hmm. And then so I then got into like fucking, fucking like some strawberry kiwi <laughs> shit, and then I found out blue raspberry is fucking fire no matter what the fuck it's in. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, no, went that whole route, and I had like, you know, a little stupid little pen or whatever for a while, and it just, yeah, it worked, but I didn't feel like I was getting enough of it, no matter milligramage or the, the measurement of how they add the nicotine just wasn't working so that's when i decided to get like the mod you know what i mean mm-hmm. and yeah that whole awesome fucking story so i got my face blown up by an e-cigarette for a lot of people that don't know um not a fun fucking saturday that's for sure but if you see the teeth missing um <laughs> there 
it was kind of during that whole craze where a lot of it was on the news all the time, and it was the it was the whole like unregulated mods. And yeah, everybody's gonna fucking say it like, oh, you shouldn't have been doing yourself, blah 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 blah. Let's get the facts straight right now. One, I didn't fucking build it myself, so don't go there. (laughs) Two, it was a well-known shop in Utah that built the fucking mod. And it wasn't built the coils. And it's a very well-known battery company that everybody uses. If you have a mod, I guarantee you probably have this battery in your mod right now. I'm not going to say the brand, but it's like a 18650 and it's purple. Take a guess. Right. But, so, brand new battery, brand new mod. Sorry, mod wasn't new. It was a, a previously used tugboat for two months. Everything was fine. It's a mechanical mod. You push the button on the bottom. It ignites your coils. You know, essentially, you're creating a short circuit. Right. So, went to said smoke shop. Had everything put on. Did all the good shit. It was right when the Mutant RDX 4, whatever the fuck came out. You know, top of the line RDA. Cool. I had it. I bought everything. Had them build it. I had it a week from the time they built it. At this point, I was kind of trying to wing myself off of vaping as well because I realized I was spending more money vaping than I was on cigarettes, which is a whole other fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't get that shit. It's cheaper. No, it's fucking not. (laughs) But, so, going through all that, um, yeah, I had it a week. Everything was cool. Used it, you know, every so often, whatever. Battery started to die. So, my brother was a really big vapor, vaped every fucking day. So, he had the, the multiple charger. Yeah. So... We go over to my mom's house. My brother's there. And we were, we're getting ready to address wedding invitations. Me and Debbie were doing that. So I go back, throw the battery on the charger. <laughs> Went to the dollar store before this, and I found a dope-ass dollar store nunchucks. They were chasing so each other over I was going to go fuck my brother over some nunchucks. <laughs> it was pretty awesome. But, so yeah. Do that. Throw the battery on the charger. I let it charge for a little while. And um, I went and grabbed the battery. Threw the battery in the mod. Obviously, you got to put the battery in the right way, otherwise it won't work. Different, contrary belief. Oh, you put it in upside down. No, it doesn't work. You need the positive and negative in the right way for it to work. It's just how it goes. So, throw the battery in, set it down. I didn't hit it whatsoever. Probably 20 minutes or so went by, and I come back in the room, and I look, and I see the button kind of pushed on the bottom of the mod. But... It wasn't igniting, nothing was hot on it, it was cool, I checked it, it wasn't dry cotton, nothing like that. So, I threw the top back on, unscrewed the bottom, looked at my little button, noticed the pin was sticking out farther than it should have been to push the button. So I screwed the pin back in like you can, put everything back on, it's just fine. And I literally had it sitting in my hand like this, arm over the chair, watching... I don't remember what the fuck we were watching. It was a funny-ass movie. (laughs) But I went to hit it. I got about right here. And next thing I know, a shotgun blast goes off in my face. So I'm I'm up at the kitchen, and we heard it. Now, we told you about that. She's crippled. She can barely maneuver. That woman shot up out of her chair and ran down the hallway faster than I've ever seen her move. I'm in the kitchen like, what happened? What's going on? You know? So this happens. Um... I heard him scream. I've never heard anybody scream. Like so, that. so that's what's scary. The way <laughs> I remember it is different than the way everybody else remembers it, and it's probably because of trauma or adrenaline, whatever it may have been. But, so bam, this shit goes off in my face. I get a bright flash. I don't fucking, you know, whatever. I'm going to see an all tweet tweet. And fucking, 
my ears are ringing like a bitch. Like, have you ever shot a shotgun without ear protection and you're standing right next to the barrel? That's what it sounded like. So this happens. This whole time I'm still sitting in the chair. I'm like, ah, oh, what the fuck? And I look over and the fucking carpet's on fire. I'm in my grandma's house with new carpet in the room. One, you don't fuck up grandma's carpet. Right. <laughs> Two, your fucking house is on fire. Oh, shit. So my brother was in the room. Got up my, yeah, my brother's in the out. room, and he's like, oh, fuck. So he gets up, and he goes and starts patting it out. It had like, got in, like, three seconds. It went from the floor to this high up the wall. Yeah, the it, was, was all it was quick. It, it was so fast. What happened was it shot the bottom of the mod off. A screw-on. It shot it off. It, so, yeah, it stripped the thread, shot the bottom off, and, like, half the battery, essentially. So, all that so uh, lithium battery. So, um, so I, like I said, you know, woo, fucking ears are ringing. I'm like, oh, shit. And I see him get up to go put the fire out. And instantly, my Sam's eyes like, oh, fuck, fire. So, I get up to go help. And I'm in a recliner. I don't have the legs up. I'm just, you know, kind of chilling back. And I go to stand up and I do this. I'm like, uh. And I kind of put my head like this. And I get up and... I look down and I just see blood coming out. And I'm like, oh shit, fucking carpet. Still, you know, carpet. Right. So I do this and I just see red in chunks. And I'm like, oh fuck, that's not good. That's and apparently that's when I started screaming. I don't remember this at all. It was just this loud, like, ah, ah. Yeah, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And in my head I was like, fuck. What yeah, the fuck? So I'm like, ah, oh, shit. And I knew it was bad when my brother put the fire out and he looked at me and he was like, oh, fuck. He was like, sit down. And I was like, no, like, I gotta go fucking, I'm bleeding, like, give me a fucking towel, I gotta go clean myself up. I heard, I had come around the corner at this point, so And I knew I was fucked up, and not to take a jab at her, (laughs) but she's kind of a drama queen when it comes to stuff, so. My instant thought was, I'm fucked up, don't let her see me. That's what he kept saying, was don't let her see me. Because I was like, don't, don't let Sarah come in here, like, I don't know what the fuck's wrong, like, let me gather myself before I deal with you. So... I'm in the fucking bathroom, blood dripping out of my face, like, rushing, and I'm like, what the fuck? So I turn the faucet on, wash my hands. My whole arm is just black. My hand is black. I got, like, specks all the way up my arm, just, like, black powder. Like, I just fucking inked my hand. Oh, wow. And I'm in the bathroom, in the sink, fucking blood's going, I'm trying to not put anything in my mouth, because I can't really feel it at the moment. I can't feel my face. And I'm like, I don't know... It's bad. Whatever it is, I'm fucked. Like, at that moment, I knew there was that much blood. My hand's black. I'm like, I got it. I know what happened. How bad is it, though? I don't I don't know. So, in the bathroom, she comes down, freaking out. Everybody's freaking out. And I'm like, just fucking call a paramedic. Do what we need to do to get somebody here to make sure I'm not going to fucking die of blood loss or whatever. Because right. at this point, my shirt's covered, and... I'm fucking in the sink. Blood's just rushing. It's not stopping. I got cold water. I'm trying to put it on my hand and shit. Debbie's and like, don't look in the mirror. Yeah, she's Since like, don't look in the mirror. And I fuck up. I look up and I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. He started like shaking. So, um, yeah, no, I, I'm like, ah. And that's kind of when everything started setting in. So I go and I sit on the toilet. And I'm just fucking, you know, like, oh, fuck. And they give me a towel and I'm fucking just <laughs> blood's going. And I'm like, I can't, I can't feel anything. Like, I can't feel my hand. I can't feel my face. 
my t- I, I don't even know if I have a tongue at this point because I can't feel anything inside my mouth. Like, I don't feel my teeth. I don't feel my tongue. I don't feel my lips. Nothing. But this whole time he was talking, he was joking so with us. So I was trying to, like, keep everybody calm because <laughs> I knew that I was fucked. And if I panicked, it was going to get way worse. Right. And I was, you know, <laughs> internal. I'm like, ah, fuck. God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, we call the paramedics. Hi. Paramedics come. And they're kind of checking me out. And they're like, all right, well, we should definitely get you to a hospital. Um, we could put you in the ambulance. Me not thinking, one, I would have been totally fine to ride in a fucking car yeah, because I'm an idiot. I was like, fuck it, yeah, let's go. Get me out of here. Like, So, yeah, no, that's a stupid fucking bill right there. Don't but ever, <laughs> I mean, sorry, but don't ever go to the certain hospital in West Valley on 30th South. Don't go there. Jordan Valley Hospital. Okay. You want to talk about it? <laughs> it's now Jordan Valley West. It used to be Pioneer Valley. I just want—I want to say anything. We'll skip that part. Nothing bad about it. Go there. If you <laughs> That's need all I'm to. saying. I mean, if um, it's emergency shit, I mean, there's so, some good things. Skipping over that to not get anybody in trouble. Um, ultimately, what it came down to was at that particular time, the doctor didn't feel confident in his abilities to do what he figured I needed. Okay. So, um, they're like, "Hey, we got another ambulance on the way," and I was like, "Oh, whoa, 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 whoa what?" They're like, yeah, we got to transfer you to a hospital, very popular hospital that can do this for you. Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well, can I just drive? And they're like, no, we already called the ambulance. Like, there's nothing they we can do at this said, point. Because you rode in one from your house to here, you have we to have to put another. you in one to take you from here to there. So, and I'm like, out of all this, okay. I got like an $8,000 ambulance bill, which is <laughs> fucking retarded. But anyway, so, all this shit happens. You know, so-and-so doctor's like, yeah, we can't do anything for you. I will say this, though. If you're going to be in a medical field, expect blood. Expect shit to happen. And don't get... And if I ever come across the nurse that couldn't clean my finger out, I really hope you're better at your job now. Because that was the lightest thing you could have done. So, going back to the story. <laughs> my hand is all black. Tell you what we're done. Super messed up. This place says, yeah, we, we don't feel like we can do it. And I was like, cool, well, can I at least like get this cleaned up? I was like, it, it kind of hurts. Like, I'm starting to feel everything. The gelin's wearing off. They're like, we can't give you anything because we don't know if you swallowed anything, if your esophagus is burnt, whatever. So they were like, yeah, we can't give you it. I was like, fine, cool, whatever. Um, I was like, can we clean this up, though? Like, this is pretty gnarly. I can't see my face. It's not worrying me. But I see my finger, and I see muscle tissue, and it's not good. You can see the scar. Yeah, like, it's it's gnarly. But, oh, fuck yeah. Um, ultimately, what happened is it blew through my finger, stripped away the muscle and everything like that, and it was just the fat in my finger next to my bone. It was just yeah. swelling. So, <laughs> my finger was giant. It looked like Andre the Giant with a finger. <laughs> she's over there, and she comes in with a uh, bottle of isopropyl alcohol that has a little kind of shot glass about yay big on the top. And so you, like, it. you squeeze it, and it fills the shot glass up. Okay. And I was like, well, that's kind of cool. So, and she comes in with like a, a little like scrub brush. Like an SOS, like a dish sponge. Yeah. And I was like, okay, this probably won't feel very good. But at this point, whatever. He's got a towel or a throat bag here and his hand like this. Yeah. So I'm, I'm sitting there and she literally got like three scrubs in. It was like. Yeah, she was looking at it going. And, and she's gagging. like, I'm sorry, I can't do this and walked away. And I'm like. We're all sitting there like, are you shitting me? I was like, one, this is. An emergency room. Like, what the fuck? Oh, jeez. So, yeah. Like new ambulance bad, gets there. Like, I could have cleaned it. Come on. <laughs> dudes from the other hospital. 
pretty fucking funny dudes. The paramedics that came to pick him up were so funny. <laughs> but, uh, so, yeah. And they're trying They're trying to do their job. And, I, you know, I'm, I'm a bigger guy. I'm not going to lie. I was like, you don't need to lift me, dude. Like, I can walk. And they're like, they're like okay. no, we got it. Like, like if you want to walk and get on it, that's cool. We'll lift you, like, into the truck and shit. I'm like, no, like, I can walk to there. Like, I'm no, good. No, no. They're like, no, like. This is regulation. They're like, we need to do it. And I was like, fuck, fine. So fucking, yeah, waddle my ass over, get on the bed. They start pushing me out. I'm like, bye, bitches. Like, you can't fucking do anything for me. What the fuck are you doing? Anyway, so they go, we get out to the fucking ambulance. And I look down, and I'm like, that's a pretty big fucking lift. And they're like, what? And I'm like, that's like a good four feet, dude. Like, I'm a big guy. You're not going to be able to lift me. They're like, no, we got it. And I'm like, for real? Like, let me get off and get in. <laughs> they're like, no. And this this dude was a little shorter than me. And he was he was pretty big himself. He was, but he, he was struggling. He and was I was like, dude, come on. Like, he was like. <laughs> so they got him on the back and the other dude's on the front. And granted, the back has like the extended legs or whatever. For sure. But him just trying to lift. I was like, oh, my God, dude. What? <laughs> so they lift me in fucking long ass ride from West Valley to the U so we're sitting there and they're you know taking my vitals trying to get me to talk tell me not to swallow the blood because it'll make me sick whatever and he's like so I mean what happened and I was like well fucking e-cigarette blew up in my face and he was like no shit I was like yeah I was like us addressing wedding invitations he's like oh well I guess she leaves you now she's really shallow huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like yeah I guess so so yeah, I didn't, we go I through the ride, we get to the room, and I'm fucking, I'm sitting there, I look at her, I'm like, he said if you leave me now, you're really shallow. <laughs> but it took me a minute, because I was trying to talk, and I couldn't, because you couldn't fucking understand a goddamn word I was saying. And she's like, what? And I'm like, you're leaving me now, you're really shallow. <laughs> <laughs> so go about all this, get to the hospital. Well, they were funny. And they like, are in or whatever. Like, calmed down a little yeah, bit, because he so, was joking with everyone. All this happened at like 5 p.m., Right around that time. On a Saturday. We got to um, the U at like 8.45 or something like that. And I still needed like at least another hour before they could give me any pain meds. So at this point... Well, like, I don't think you needed it. Just nobody had realized he hadn't had yeah, it yet. And so... He finally got a nurse that was like, they haven't given me... The adrenaline wore off, like all this shit. So I'm just, I'm in fucking pain. It's the best way to describe it. Like, I feel like I got shot in the face, which I did. So... All this goes on, like, they come in, start getting cleaned up. They're like, all right, we're going to need an ENT to come in and check out your face. Um, we'll maybe talk to a plastic surgeon, see what happens there. I was like, ah, cha-ching. Yeah. But I'm like, all right, that's cool. What can we do about this? Because this kind of hurts more than this right now. I'm like, I still can't really feel a lot of it. But this is throbbing, and I'm seeing blood kind of pulse with every heartbeat. They're like, yeah. And then they're like, nobody clean this up? I'm like, no, the girl tried to puke. And the guy was like, Jesus Christ, what the fuck? And he comes over and just fucking starts getting ham in there. And I'm like, ah, oh, god damn it. So at this point, we had Debbie had to, because Debbie came with us. She oh. was there. So Debbie and Jeff came with us. Jeff had to take her home. Or I had to take them home. So I had to leave, drive them home, mm. and then come all the way back up. To stay with him overnight because I wasn't going to leave him there. Right. I left and he was okay. They they told us they were going to have a ear, nose, and throat doctor come in and look at him because they they just had the ER doctor there. They couldn't really do much. They could just tell him what was going on. 
I left and I came back and I go to walk in the room and there's four doctors working on him at the same time. Oh, Somebody shit. was cleaning and stitching his finger. Someone was stitching so, his mouth. Skip all that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll kind of touch back on that. But <laughs> that they give scary. me they give me morphine first. All right. And you know I've heard all sorts of stories about morphine. Like everybody's like, yeah, it's fucking fire. It Dude, that shit worked for, like, for like 20 minutes, it felt like. <laughs> oh, wow. And it wasn't enough to, like, get me high. It just, I stopped feeling the pain. So I was like, cool. And then it wore off. And I was like, hey, can I get another? And the dude's like, oh, yeah. So he came in, gave me a couple more units. So it was two doses of four milligrams of morphine. And then, like, 45 minutes later, I'm like, look, dude, I'm not trying to be that guy. Like, this is getting bad. And he's like, all right, well, let me make sure I can give you more because it's regulated. Right. So he comes back like 35 minutes later and he's like, so we're going to throw you on some Dilaudid. He's like, and also they told me as long as you're coherent enough and understand like you're in pain, we can give it to you. Mm. I was like, oh, okay, that's cool. So anybody out there, Dilaudid over morphine because <laughs> that's a whole different level. That shit worked, and I think I had maybe two doses the whole rest of the like 14 hours I was there. Oh, wow. Yeah, like... I was high for a minute, but the, it killed the pain, and that's all I wanted. I didn't want to be high, obviously. But you just wanted the the, the added bonus of it was fucking dope. So, <laughs> yeah, all that. Um, yeah, she leaves, take my family home. I'm just chilling there, nodding off because I'm fucking zombified on painkillers, and then. They all walk in at the same time, and I was like, oh, this isn't going to be good. And they got one doctor checking my face out, another one looking at my hand. They had like a ER dentist come in. He's like, yeah, blah, 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 this terminology I didn't know. And I was like, I just heard upper palate. And I was like, that's not good. Whatever that meant was not good. But so they're like, yeah, well, let's let's get him stitched up. Like, we got to stop the bleeding. He's like, it's slowed down, but it's it's still there. We got to do this. Right. So they start going to town. Other dude comes in, shoves a fucking needle in my finger, like in the muscle to start numbing it. And I'm like, oh my God. So I'm over here dying because I can start to feel everything. Everything's wearing off. I got dudes up here jacking my face open. The dude's stabbing my finger trying to sew it. He, he says that someone was like basically sitting on his chest. Yeah. We had one doctor like, he straddled me like I do her on the weekends. But <laughs> he got on me. And he's like over me. The other dude's standing over the edge of the bed. You got the one dude over here on a stool working on my hand on the little surgical table. Another doctor over there telling them everything they need to do and what kind of medication and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah. That's when I walked in, like, what is happening? So <laughs> my finger was so swollen by this point that they were trying to stitch it and they couldn't stitch the skin. He had to stitch muscle to the skin to close it enough that we could get it to stop bleeding. Jesus. And then they ended up putting stitches in my mouth. To cover all that stuff 17 up. in your bottom and like 12 in your top lip? Um, 12 up top, 17 on the bottom, and, then and gums, he had to have stitches 30 something on my gums. Um, ultimately, the damage done was six teeth, so two in the bottom, four up top, uh, fractured upper palate, um, damage to my finger, and... Ultimately, what happened is it impacted the teeth. So as it hit, it didn't break them. It just exploded them in my mouth. So if anybody's ever seen Iron Man, you see the point where you look at Tony Stark's chest and it's his x-ray and there's shrapnel all over. That's 
still to this day what my mouth looks like from bone fragments and teeth fragments. Just, it looks like right here. And it's, like snow um, almost. it's just little specks. There's, you know, random <clears throat> times where I'll dig a little piece of tooth or whatever out of my mouth and it's just whatever but so (laughs) this happens um they tell me all this next day like you know start the healing process yeah it's painful as fuck it sucks the worst part was i had a two inch hematoma on my mouth for about three weeks on the roof of my mouth so i went to a strictly like cold liquid food diet essentially which i still couldn't fucking eat anything because my mouth is just killing me and the stitches like everything hurt so that and then um like ice cream or yogurt right obviously didn't fucking help this but you know it was was cool while it lasted but uh so yeah no finger is trashed mouth is trashed um fast forward x amount of time everything's healed i go back to work Start going to dental visits, trying to figure out what I need to do to fix my grill and, you know, make myself pretty again like Tom Cruise. And uh, (laughs) they ultimately come at me with, you're going to need implants. And in order to get implants, you're going to need this amount of money or we can do dentures. But your insurance is only going to pay for one or the other. If you pay for dentures, you don't ever get your insurance to cover them again for the rest of your life. So if anything else ever happens, I'm fucked and got to pay for it out of pocket. Right. You do implants, still kind of the same thing, but they pay 1500 per tooth. And after you submit that, you don't get any more. But that's 1500 a year, too. It was like yeah. an annual payout. That's Just, all they that's, pay. So it's essentially like one tooth a year. So he has to that's pay how the much they'll pay. They're about three grand a tooth. Yeah. Right. So ultimately what it came down to is a... About $36,000 to fix my mouth, the way I want to fix it, which is permanent teeth that I won't have to, you know, worry about. In the middle of all this, these two teeth on the bottom that weren't necessarily affected have died since, and I had to get two separate root canals because the pain was so bad that it was causing inflammation and swelling in my jaw and making it to where I couldn't breathe, eat, or sleep. He was snoring a lot. And that, that's when the whole Oxycontin thing came into play because my mouth was so bad. I literally had to sit in the shower and let the warm water hit my face. And as you know, with pain, the warm, yeah, it helps, but it only amplifies it after. Right. So. That and medicated freaking mouthwash. Yeah. Could get um, for that. <laughs> so I had to do all that. I was essentially going home from work, like leaving early, getting shit paychecks because I couldn't be at work. As soon as I got home, I was in the shower pretty much till I went to bed. I'd get out, sit around for 20 minutes, my fucking face would start throbbing, go get back in the shower for an hour and a half till all the hot water was gone, get back out, try to eat something, couldn't eat, just is on and off for a few weeks. And then finally, I fucking had enough, and I went to my mom, and I was like, look, I don't want to take from you, so whatever, if you can give me anything, cool. If it's going to cause you to... You know, go without or whatever. Don't don't worry about it. I'll figure it out. Because at this point, I mean, I was flying through bottles of acetaminophen and ibuprofen. I was taking easily sixteen hundred milligrams every couple hours. The hospital only gave him enough of the regular pain pills for to last the week because that's what they needed or whatever two weeks. But um, so I went through all that. Decided while we were at her house that I was going to take half of the oxy. Took it and knocked my ass the fuck out. Cool, no pain, whatever, woke up, and I was good. I didn't, it was numb enough that it wasn't killing me, but I could still feel it, so it was tolerable. 
that's all I fucking want. Like, cool, I can live with this, I can sleep, I can do what I need to do, normal day. Uh, 11.30, something like that, rolls around, she's dead ass asleep, and I'm over there, and fucking my face starts pounding. So I go, get in the shower, sucking on a rag, trying to, nothing's working, I'm like, fuck it. We had broken up these pills into quarters, so they were so, just little pieces. I took the other quarter of it, not even the other half, and... I fell asleep for about 20 minutes, and I woke up because my stomach was convulsing. I didn't know what the fuck was going on. I was just like, oh, I'm hungry, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I don't take pills. I don't know what the fuck's going to happen. So I look up, my stomach's contracting, and I just see it. Crunch, release. Crunch, release. And I was like, ah. So I go in the bathroom, look in the mirror. I'm fucking pale face, lips blue, I'm cold as shit to the touch, I'm like, ah, oh, this isn't good, so I get in the shower, turn it on really hot, try to warm myself up, because I knew what was happening, but I didn't realize what was happening, I'm like, fuck, I'm overdosing, so, um, sitting in the shower, do that whole sh- fucking charade, get out, I go lay in bed, and I start dozing off, but I notice I'm not breathing, I wake up, because I stop breathing, Oh, Jesus. So I'd wake up and I gasp and fucking panic. And then I, you know, I talk to myself because I'm high as fuck and I'm panicking. I'm like, breathe, 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 breathe. And then I started hyperventilating because I was breathing too fast. So this went on for easily three or four hours. She was asleep. And I'm Still a dumbass because I didn't fucking up. wake her up. I was just like, fuck it. I got to the point in that night where I was just, I was over everything and I was like, if I go, I go. I need sleep. Like, wow. I'm at the point where it, it is what it is. Luckily, I woke up the next morning. But, Tell me about it. I was like... Yeah, no, my stomach was sore as shit. Like, I just got hit by fucking Kimbo or something. And it, it was it was a rough time, man. I wouldn't advise it for anybody. So we but, tell yeah. everybody, we're like, if you're... Get a box mod at least if you're going to do it. Because those batteries, like... Mm. Anything <laughs> with a wire connecting the battery, essentially. Because what your regular... Mechanical mod does is like I said creates a short circuit So you got metal touching metal touching metal touching metal It's just a bad combination for electricity really so besides the teeth situation Is there anything that's still affecting you to this day like is your finger have Um, I'll get numb or like I'll get random kind of sharp pain, but as far as like feeling so I got filling in it, except for Just the little scar like area. right there, that tiny little bit. Right. Like, I've smashed this finger multiple times, and then obviously I don't feel it as much as the other normal fingers. Right. But other than that, I mean, it has an effective mobility. It's you a had little a hard time, fatter. like, bending in at first, but... And uh, it was kind of like weird hand function. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought happened. You fucked him up with some dollar store nunchucks, dude. No, but I definitely will from now on. I, that's why that happened. I was in the kitchen. I was like, they probably just hit something with the nunchucks or hit each other. It's fine. Yeah. So with the teeth, is it... I mean, maybe this is a rude question to ask, but is it difficult to eat still? Or oh, yeah. is it... So it, it's something. different. Yeah, it's different things. So, like, harder foods definitely take an impact. He loves corn on the cob. And can't yeah, eat corn it. on the cob. Honestly, if you want to watch some funny shit... I'll show you. Like, we can last drink some barbecue <laughs> oh, or something. No. But uh, corn on the cob, like, I like corn. I specifically like corn on the cob. It's my favorite kind of corn to eat. And that is a fucking pain in the ass without front teeth. Mm. I'm not going to lie. Because I got baby teeth in general. But my fucking teeth are tiny as fuck. 
But now it's it's harder because I gotta like I look like a fucking dog chewing on a bone. I'm over here like, ah, but <laughs> it, I can still do it. Yeah. Other things is my gums get raw from biting. So a lot of that, like sandwiches and stuff like that, I can do it. It, it definitely hurts, but it, I, I'm grown accustomed to it. Yeah, he's pretty much just said But <laughs> like harder foods and stuff, so like chips or, you know, crunchy stuff, like certain times I'll bite it and not thinking about it, and it just it sucker punches my gum line and it hurts like, like a bitch. Like, you know when you like chew a chip and it gets in between your teeth and you get yeah, the gum, it's, it's like that. pretty much what it feels like all the time. And certain things just like... It's weird how the body works. So if I go from eating like softer foods for any length of time and try to go eat something like a steak right. or like a toasted sub or something like that, that's when the pain is there. Um, the only long-term effect so far I've noticed is the root damage for the rest of the teeth. So these two went, they're fucking dead and gone root canal. Now I'm starting to get pain going further back. And I think it's just local, localized nerve damage, essentially. Right. But there's really nothing I can do about that just because it's root damage. So the only thing to really get rid of it all would be to fucking yank, yank, yank and replace. And I'm fucking 27 years old. I ain't trying to get a whole mouth of dentures, you know what I mean? Right. Um, I think the, the biggest drawback is... Obviously, I mean, I'm self-conscious any way you look at it because I'm a bigger dude, but, you know, I've been able to kind of own it and fucking, you know, get on with my life. I don't let it affect me. But speech was a really big thing for a while. I still kind of have a lisp. Um, yeah, that was a big thing. This all happened a month before you're supposed to get married, and I, I didn't want to. It fucking shied me away from the whole idea. And still to this day, the only reason I did it is because fucking we've already been together for six years before that and i was like i don't care she doesn't care and fucking my friends don't care because they feel for me but (laughs) but yeah that that was a just you know self-image and now certain words and shit like it's still there and i I notice it but i try to just get past it it's not like yeah like it still it's bad because i get the but it's yeah, you know, it is what it is. I mean, if it makes you feel better, I've talked to a lot of work, and I never noticed. I've never yeah, noticed so, either, but. but you know, no. Just the other thing is like, it's like anybody with any kind of anything they think is wrong with them, you know, whatever, maybe lazy eye or whatever. You know, you get the whole you're having a conversation, you kind of yeah, you're like, fuck, what are you staring at? Like, tell me, dude. <laughs> yes, I know. It's That's there. only happened Come a couple on. times, and it's never like. People are never rude about it. They're just like, and or curious. Me, yeah, and me being me, happened? and I'm like, yeah, it's crack. <laughs> everybody's like, just kind of staring. And I'm like, yeah, I have my face blown up, and they're like, wait, hold, wait, what? Right. And then that's when you go on the whole story. It, it, it sucks ass because it's not something you know I'm like proud of or trying mm-hmm. to put out there. No. And when I do it, it's like, yeah. I mean, it's more so we're like, please don't do it, that. It fucking happened, but just don't buy that kind of mod. Like, if you, you know, do you, fuck it, whatever. Well, and I know that when you were telling me a little bit of the story at work, and yeah, we didn't make this clear, uh, clear at the start. Me and James worked together, I guess. <laughs> yeah, we're in the same department. I'm just now. the wife Woo! of this one. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I want to like not get into super detail about this conversation, but I know that after this all happened, you did try to go and 
you know, go after the battery company oh, yeah. and yeah. the mod company, and you ended up fine. Basically, to summarize what you told me is they both were pointing the finger at each other, so there couldn't be a compromise <laughs> on exactly. the situation. So, ultimately what happened was, is uh, I posted about it originally on Facebook, and I was like, this is pretty fucking shitty, you know, stay away from blah, 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 mods and whatever, not, man, blah, blah, blah. And I had my cousin contact me, and she was like, hey, you should probably take that shit off Facebook and contact a lawyer. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. So I probably I should. And I don't, Throw bone a lawyer too. I think, don't, I don't remember their fucking name, until you get, but went and talked to him. And dude was like super about it. He was fucking ready. And it was an exaggerated process. Like it, it like, took way longer than it should have. And they were just, they were lagging. One time it's a good thing. I don't remember it. Cause I slandered the shit out of them if I could. Yeah, <laughs> but, like, I was on a deal with them. They wouldn't talk to us. It took like six months before we heard yeah. anything from them. And it was just like, you know, could take a minute. stupid updates. It wasn't even anything like really pertaining to I would me call moving and try forward. To speak to the lawyer. And they're like, well, he's not in the office. He yeah, and, and it was hours. just he was never there. Like, hey, is there any updates? Like, you guys working on it still? Like, what's going on? And finally, it got to the point of they contacted us. They're like, yeah, we had a what the hell is it called? A uh, class action? No. Uh, like when they go and talk to people. What the fuck is it? <laughs> a meeting. <laughs> Kind of, but it's like a group of people, and you like tell them what happened. A council? I don't know. I forget the word for it. It's some fancy term, but it's like a, it's pretty much like that, like a sales pitch type thing. And it's almost like a mock jury, I guess. And okay. they like, yeah, it sounds like you have a case, you should do it type shit. Oh, gotcha. So they, he does that, and he's like, yeah, we got really good feedback on it. We think we're building a thing. He's like, right now we're in contact with both the battery company and the mod company. We're kind of getting a little bit of pushback from either one, but I'll let you know. They were originally trying to go after one of them, mm -hmm. but they, they told us, like, if we can't get it just singly on your own, we'll see if there is a class action suit that you can join. Go in, because in general, because it's they're a, like, this has been happening. The so dude came in and he's like, within this last six months, there's been at least eight different cases of these fucking things blowing up on people. So they've uh -huh. all joined a suit, so maybe we can get you in there. Like a class action type. Look, it's 250k type shit. And I was like, woo, Ferrari. We're like, do whatever. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> so, yeah, all this and just the law firm was fucking trash. And it may not have been the lawyer. Like, he may be good. I don't, I don't know. Your firm wasn't very helpful. That's all I'm going to say. But, uh, so, yeah, they do all this shit. Like, six months later, finally, I'm fucking like, I'm over it. And then they, I call them, and like a week later, I get a letter in the mail, and it says, We regret to inform you, we can no longer move forward with your case. We can send you all the documentation we have in regards to it, but as far as it goes, there's nothing we can do for you. I called, so yeah. Well, because it's a Chinese-based company, they have different regulations. This is what she came from. She's like, we can't win anything. There's, no, we're not going to get any money out of it, so we're not going to help you. And I mm. think it's specifically because it was a pro bono type thing, because they don't get any money unless you win. They're not going to put the effort so in that they need to to get any kind of payout that they can't guarantee that they would make some money. Yeah. Mm. So cut, I think, and their their cut was something ridiculous. I it think was like after, a forty. Yeah, after everything, it ended up being like a forty-two percent cut. And I was like, that's fucking ridiculous. But we signed anyway. Because it's like, oh, yeah, because, you know, you're going you're gonna to have to sign for medical bills, uh, lost wages, like all this shit. Because all, when all this happened, 
we get short-term disability at work. Right. But it didn't work out for me, and I had to use all my PTO and take a week of unpaid because they couldn't get a single doctor to submit everything because there was multiple doctors that saw me. Multiple doctors at the first time, so, like three at the next Because time. of that, there was not one doctor that could be like, yeah, this is how we treated Mr. Johnson, blah, 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 blah. Sign the paper. So <laughs> the short-term disability people were like, sorry, sorry, but you suck at life. We like, ran out of time. It's pretty much what it was. So, yeah, I mean, all in all, I didn't really gain anything from it. Still haven't. They gave me a time frame that said like two years that you could still pursue legal action after that. that. It'd have to be like a some type of like different lawsuit or something like essentially a civil suit or some shit but uh no that's pretty much what came of it is nothing (laughs) just me owing a shit ton of medical bills i found a dentist that he was seeing to do the root canals and stuff i found the godsend of a dentist and i haven't paid him money so i feel bad about that part but (laughs) i paid him half of what i owed him yeah he was i was working at shop when it's only like 300 bucks now yeah (laughs) I was working at Shopco when they were still around, and I worked in the optical center. And he's the guy's a dentist, so he came in and he wanted the straps to hang his dental glasses off of. Yeah. So they have the ones that have like the um, magnification. Mag- yeah, like they're they're like little binoculars on his glasses. Yeah. And he wanted a strap for him, so he came in and was talking with my other coworker, and he was helping him, and he was getting them checked out. And they were just talking, and the coworker asked him what he did, and he's like, "Oh, I'm a dentist." And da 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 da, and then I'm in the back on the computer, and I hear him say, "Yeah, man, I just helped this guy. I just fixed his whole face. He had his uh, an e-cigarette blow up in his mouth." Oh. And I was like, "Don't leave!" <laughs> I got up right over there, and like, "I'm sorry, I was eavesdropping, but you said you just fixed somebody's face." And he's like, "Yeah, my husband just same thing, like two weeks ago. Can can we help you? Can you help him?" And he's like, "What's his name?" And I told him, "He's like, oh, I thought it was the same guy." He's like, here, let me help you. <laughs> the fucking odds of that, then. Yeah. That is crazy. Dude's like, boom. Fuck, <laughs> shit. <laughs> and he's like, here, let me help you. And he writes down his name, and he's like, call my secretary, call the specific lady, tell her that I sent you here, and they'll waive the fee to get in. Oh, wow. And she, they're like, call, make an appointment, come in, and I'll talk to you. And this guy was great. He was a super nice dentist. Turns out he is the... He's the jazz dentist. He's the dentist oh, contracted shit. for the jazz team, so... He it's had all cool their dude. stuff everywhere. He would put their games Jerseys and shoes. And I'm like, I do got some big ass feet. He'd <laughs> <laughs> lay them down on these tables and they'd have like a little TV right here so he could watch TV while they're working on him. And there's TV over here with jazz games playing. And, but yeah, he was, cool. he was a really nice guy. He got, he did everything super quick. Like, Real gentle guy, real nice guy. He's the one that took x-rays, and he's like, bro, I get to tell you. <laughs> he's like, look at this. He's like, you seen Iron Man? He's like, you look like Iron Man. Just in the mouth, though. Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, it is what it is. It's it's life experience. So I haven't let it slow me down. and definitely fucking hasn't slowed my career down or anything. Right. I just fucking taught myself out and the skills I learned. So now I'm fucked. But whatever. <laughs> um... But yeah, I know, that's, all that long story. <laughs> that's what happened there. I mean, like I said, we'll probably have to do a few parter here to get my whole backstory and our awesome backstory. But I guess the one we could touch on right now is uh, my upbringing and yes. the awesomeness that goes along with that. So this is like, before you jump into that, I need to switch something. Right, go ahead. <laughs> um, what time are you guys available to? Uh, I don't know. I mean, it's already 3.30. So. Just so I can get an idea of 
what you think. Because I, I want to call it four then or one. Sure. Okay, that will work great. Um, and yeah, like this isn't just a, a one-time thing, you know. Yeah, for it sure. definitely doesn't. You know, we the podcast isn't going anywhere unless. I die or something. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, careful who you wish for, right? Just, don't put that on the internet. Right. <laughs> don't do it, internet. <laughs> no, we'll come after you. Bet. <laughs> but, uh, so, try and make this a little bit as brief as possible. Um, needless to say, I grew up in not the best of circumstances. My uh, biological dumpster fires. Mm-hmm. So, my Parents. biological mother has been... I mean, I'll flat out say it because I really don't give a shit anymore. She has been addicted to meth ever since I can remember. And not just a little bit. Like, this woman will do what she needs to do to get her fix is the best way to describe it. Um, She got pregnant at 14 and had him at 15. I was conceived at, I mean, I call it a Skittle party. I don't really know what it was called back then in 93 or whatever the fuck it was, too. But uh, essentially, it was just a get-together at some dude's house, and they put whatever drug they could find in tablet form in a bowl, and you take handfuls and see what happens. Jesus. It's pretty much what I got told. Uh, my father, not now, but used to kind of look like a skinny version of Axl Rose. So, I mean, I guess he had that going for him. Mm. Um, he's been a pot and PCP head my whole life. Um, mostly pot, but every once in a while there was some, you know, angel dust added on top or whatever. Uh, definitely not the most stable environment. Um, my father couldn't hold down a job. He fucked that up. His idea of working was working for $8 at a smoke shop for X amount of time. Right. And Arctic Circle, or I think the only real job he ever had was making cabinets at this cabinet shop that... Um, our other coworker Joe, his coworkers before he used to work. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but so with that, all that, whatever. Uh, my dad's a dude, a dick bag. Um, never really had a father growing up. I've had numerous father figures that I've looked up to, but uh, I, I lived with my mom majority of my life till I was about fifteen, sixteen. That's kind of when I called it quits myself. Um, so. Yeah, not not very typical upbringing. She was always, you know, doing her shit and very paranoid. Um, she liked to take him as a baby and put him in a backpack and then just take off. Yeah, nothing, ride buses no in the clothes, middle of winter, nothing, no just diapers, fucking... Just take off. I was dropping my head as a child, so that might be part of my problem <laughs> in life now. Jesus. We don't really know that for sure. That was a sure. little later when one of those father figures was there for a while, but... Was that like <laughs> Greyhound type shit? Like, just get on a bus? Yeah, no, you, just well, like a city bus. Yeah, just UTA, like UTA, shit like that. Just, that's how she got around, but... uh, She would drop him off at Debbie's house. Yeah, so... And be gone for three weeks. Just the, the woman that I actually consider my mom is my grandma, just because... She was the one who like put the time in and nurtured she and loved. She had five you know, kids of her own. She was like, yeah, Come here, she 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 was the mom figure. But I still had love for my mom for a while growing up, you know, just because she was my mom. But kind of all came to a head, like I said, when I was fifteen or sixteen. I just I fucking had enough of everything, and uh, my little brother we had when I was seven or eight. I can't remember, but. That's when he came into the picture, and pretty much from day one, it was, 
I never really got like a typical childhood. So I wasn't like out playing with other kids or, you know, doing kid shit, really. I was fucking trapped in a house watching people stoned on fucking whatever, play video games and darts. Like, that's what it was. I watched movies because I wasn't allowed to play the video games when they were playing. So, you know, sitting there bored as fuck. And, um, yeah, no, just. Christmases and shit like that, I never really got to experience, like, good family time. Um, some of the, I guess, highlights are just going with other family members and living with them the short periods of time that I did. But, I mean, overall, it kind of turned me, I guess, into who I am, which is a roundabout way of an asshole, but I'm a good person. <laughs> well, I would definitely, I mean, I don't... I don't look at you as an asshole. <laughs> I definitely think that it's very respectable because it, it kind of shows your character because it seems like it would have been really easy just to fall in line of oh, like, dude, that yeah. same lifestyle. Well, the the whole thing is, like, so I definitely had my dumbass experiences. Like, everybody does. Sure. But to me, it's all about being able to overcome it. So the first drug I ever did, surprisingly, was not marijuana. Mm-hmm. Wow, weird. It's not a gateway drug. <laughs> no, I was a, what we call an e-tard for a very long time. I did ecstasy pretty <laughs> so much e-tard. daily for about two years. <laughs> oh, Jesus. And it wasn't just a little bit of ecstasy. I did a lot. A lot, a lot. Um, I in room for eight hours eventually tried to move into the whole dealing aspect of it and decided that it was way more fun to take what I wanted to take and not sell. Um, I threw the talent of that one. Like she said, I uh, got too zombified and locked myself in my room for about 24 hours because I couldn't find the doorknob. Because he had no lights on and a strobe light on. <laughs> I had a strobe light going, listening to Find mad fucking techno off. like a right. robot. And I had to pee so bad. I was good because I had a pitcher of water. But I thought of that. Just didn't think of a bad thing. Uh, long story short on that, I ended up peeing out a window. And that was pretty fun. <laughs> finally kind of hit my peak and crashed out after that. And when I woke up, the sun was out so I could fucking see the doorknob. I went and took the longest, what felt like shower of my life and the longest pee of my life. But yeah, no, I did that for a solid year and a half, two years. Daily, weekends were way worse. Um, I think the first time I did it, I took two hits. The next time was literally three days later, and I took triple that amount. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it definitely it, it makes you feel a sort of way. Um, the body high is fucking incredible. The head high is not as wacky as you think. You don't really hallucinate or anything like that. But uh, your body high is on another level. So that was pretty dope. And I think that's why I liked it so much is just, you know, whole body image. And at that point, you don't really give a fuck. So I could look however the fuck I wanted and didn't give a shit about it. But uh, so I did that. And then, you know, I quit doing that because... Yeah, I locked my dumb ass in a room forever. But uh, <laughs> after that is when, you know, I tried smoking and I got, I wouldn't say super heavy into it. Like, I didn't need it, but, yeah, you know, I enjoyed smoking. It wasn't anything bad. But uh, that came to a head when that whole spice craze came out. And my dumbass decided I was going to hit uh, salvia and spice in the same day. <laughs> and that was a fucking, woo, that was a trip. Yeah, real bad trip. You never done salvia before? I don't recommend it, but if you do, be prepared for gravity to take its toll on you. <laughs> That's all I got to say, because 
it fucking feels like it's pulling you one way or the other and I'm not gonna lie I tried to take a pee while I was on salvia and that was the funniest experience of my fucking life <laughs> cause I'm fucking like I don't remember the movie it might be me myself and Irene when he's walking all like stupid oh yeah <laughs> but that's how I felt trying to walk like inside the house to go pee felt like I was doing this the whole time standing there giggling trying to fucking you know drain the lizard I uh sidetrack I did some uh Ah, I've told it before on the it's podcast. Fine. I did acid, <laughs> and uh, I was with a buddy of mine who people know. I'm sure. <laughs> I, I don't want to say his name anymore. They'll figure but, it out. <laughs> um, and we were up in his attic or whatever. And it was the first time that I've ever done it, and like it's it's cool, it's fun. You know, you can look at it as a growing opportunity or yeah. just a silly opportunity. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, I felt like I needed to pee, but I was so. Like, if you've ever done this, which I'm not going to say do, probably don't, um, you get really uncomfortable, like, oh, and you no. get, like, nerd, like, anxious of, like, silences uh. and different things like that, and I was nervous of asking to go use the bathroom. Oh, no. So I finally did because I actually thought that I pissed in his bed. You're like, ah. Because, <laughs> like, I was sitting on the floor and I was just, like, uncomfortable as shit. He was laying in his bed. And he was like, yo, if you just want to lay in the bed, that's cool. I'll lay on the floor. I'm like, fuck yeah, dude. I'm, I'm miserable down here. And uh, so I thought I pissed in his bed. Oops. Because like, my, it felt like my bladder was blowing up. <laughs> so uh, that's fair. finally I'm like, dude, I need to go to the bathroom. And he's all like, oh, okay. And I'm like, can you like show me where the bathroom is? Because like, I'm kind of like, I don't know. And he's like, oh, yeah, for sure. And he goes down, and then he comes back up, and he's like, dude, it's like a whole new world down there. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, great. This so, like, <laughs> I, like, peer down, and, like, just, like, this, like, attic, like, stairway down is, like, just going forever. I'm like, oh, that's God. a lot of stairs, my God. <laughs> so, anyways, I make it down. I make it down to the bathroom, and it wasn't, like, that was, like, the craziest part about it is, like, it felt like. A new world. That took seven years to get there. Dude, like, because everything, like, I, I grown accustomed to that bedroom, and now I'm down there, I'm like, everything what is the new. fuck is all this? <laughs> so I go in the bathroom, right, and I take my pants down, and I am so out of it that I can't control my wiener, <laughs> and I try to pee, and it just goes all over the place. I'm like, oh, I can't do this. I don't know what to do. I so I, I put my pants back up and go back upstairs, and, like, five minutes later, I'm like, Dude, I gotta go to the bathroom again. He's like, why? And I'm like, I, I just gotta go. Finish. So I get down there and I'm like game planning. I'm like, okay. what do I do? Like, okay. do I just pee everywhere? And then I sat down. Like, I was I like, oh, down. okay. And then I sat there and stared at like the fucking, he had like a a towel for like the shower. And I sat there and stared at the towel for a while. <laughs> a while. Hey, gotta do what you gotta do to make it through, bud. Yeah. Overall, it was a fun experience. Don't recommend it. But so yeah, did the whole like salvia spice thing. Um, the drawback with that was is I got really bad anxiety from that because I've always my biggest fear like scared of heights, and it's not the height itself. I overreact and think about falling mm. and how bad that would fucking suck. I don't think about dying. I just. Like, that's going to fucking hurt. Right. And I start thinking about it. I'm like, ah, shit, I'm really high up. But, so, yeah, there's that. Flying is a thing. But my biggest fear is snapping and going crazy. 
like mm. not having self-control over my mind that's my like man i don't want to go there right. it's it's a dark dark room but uh so i uh i guess i'll just go deep into the story here so i was smoking a lot of spice and by a lot i mean we were buying 120 dollars worth every two or three days and they came in like 120 gram jars or whatever yeah and it it was bad we weren't smoking at normal we were making steam rollers like roasting full bowls each and yeah yeah it was was not not a good place in my life and not where anybody should be but um so yeah we smoked a whole lot and this was a newer kind that came out i think it was called like earthquake or something but so we bought it we loaded up a bowl smoked a bowl like not even 10 minutes later went back in roasted another one and maybe like like 20 minutes no 20 minutes later (laughs) we went smoked again jesus right then should have fucking been a sign but i got to that point where you know you're good Mm. and i was like yeah i'm 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 warm and fuzzy i'm salty right And then I was like, well, maybe I could do one more. And you never <laughs> never, you never go one more. Don't do it. Whatever. <laughs> so I did one more. <laughs> and it was almost like an instant, like, what the fuck did I do moment? And I was like, all right, I'm good. I'm cool. Everything's good. Well... We decide we're going to watch Hellraiser. Hellraiser. Oh, no. Yeah, well, see, my whole thing is, like, I like horror movies. It's, like, my genre. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I've watched this a million fucking times. It's it's a good movie. I like it. But the problem was is my uncle, the one I don't consider my brother, has been in and out of prison his whole life. And he's a fucking dickhead. I hate him. (laughs) He... Is stupid, and he kept calling the house. And to I don't, fuck with you, or I don't, I don't Probably. remember. I no, think that was Probably, what it was, but, but <laughs> I finally just got to the point where like I'm not gonna fucking talk to this guy. Like I'm over it. But we had an old school fucking like early two thousands computer with the fucking screensaver that does the pipe. Oh yeah, yeah. And that was the worst fucking thing that could happen to me that night. <laughs> Hellraiser wasn't working because oh, no. we were trying to stream it from the computer to the TV. This is when the first shit came out. and We were super fucking stoned trying to be high tech because right. why not? And It would just kept buffering, wasn't working. And I was like, this shit's fucking with me too. And that's fucking with me. And I just need to be alone for a minute. So we decided, all right, fuck this. It's not working. Let's clean the house for mom. Do something nice. I was like, cool. I'll take the fridge and kitchen. I gotta organize a fridge. There's a bunch of fucking leftovers we need to throw away and whatever. So I get up, and for some reason in my mind, I just start fucking acting like the shit on the fucking screen. Like I had a pathway and I had to take that pathway. Oh no! It was bad, bro. So I'm walking into the kitchen. The house is laid out pretty much a square. Front door was here. Back door was in the kitchen. So you walk in. The living room is here. We were watching the TV right here. Computer was over here. There's a hallway, our bedroom, where we would smoke. And then guest bedroom, parents' room, bathroom, kitchen. That's it. Small ass little house. So I walk in. Tile like this in the kitchen. It's all white. And it's fucking dark as shit. So kick the light on. 
I'm walking, feel like I'm fucking ingrained in this path, like I can't stray from it for some reason. So I go over to the fridge, I open the fridge, and I start looking at it. And in my mind, I just see a grid system. Oh, and I'm like, okay, no. so I have to do everything this way. So I start taking everything out one by one and stacking it like Tetris. <laughs> but I wasn't cleaning because I was putting the same shit back in the fridge after. I don't know what the fuck happened, but something went cuckoo. So I was doing this, and I realized what was going on. And I was like, hey, I can't, I can't do this. Like, it's fucking with me. He's like, what? And I'm like... Well, you do this, I'll fucking go vacuum or something. Like, I just, I can't do this. And my brother's kind of a dickhead, you know, whatever. So he's like, fuck it, fine, whatever, I'll do it. And he's always kind of been an idol to me, but at the same time, I kind of don't like some of the shit he is as a person. Right. So I fucking go, and I go in the bathroom, because I got to take a leak. And I'm like, all right, cool. Fucking do my business, wash my hands, whatever. Dry them, and I look up. My fucking eyes are gone. I'm bloodshot as a motherfucker. It's like, whoo, mom's going to know I'm baked. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, I can't let mom know I'm stoned. I was like, because fucking I can't play it off either. So I'm fucking full-blown conversation myself in the mirror. Just fucking talking and giggling and laughing. I'm like, all right, can't let her see me like this. So I grab the fucking visine, undo the cap, drop a couple drops, look in the mirror. All right, we're golden. So I go put the cat back on and I'm turning it and it doesn't get snug and I'm like what the fuck and then all of a sudden it and at that point my mind shut down like a computer oh what everything went black like I don't really remember what happened like in the bathroom after that I just I rebooted and it took like 10 minutes uh I came back I realized where I was but I didn't know like who I was I didn't have any conscious thoughts about like what I was doing, what I needed to do, or like like I said, who I was. So I fucking walk out, and there's a wall right here. And like I said, I was seeing everything as a grid. Right. So I walk out, and the hallway was dark, so it just looked like a black wall, so I couldn't go that way. So I went this way, looked over, and the kitchen was an L, and my brother's at the fridge doing his shit, but something just didn't seem right. I was like, I'm not going to go over there. Something just, I don't know. I got a weird feeling. So I turned left because I could see the living room and the light was on. So I go back in there and I just sit on the couch and I look over and the computer is doing its thing again. I'm like, nope. (laughs) And I look up and Hellraiser's frozen on the screen, but he's looking at me and I'm like, nope. (laughs) So I'm just staring at the floor and I'm like, fuck. So I look up and my brother's over there and he's like, He's pissed about something. I don't know what the fuck's going on, but he's, like, talking to himself and shit. And I was like, what the fuck? this point, I don't remember what the fuck happened. I remember standing up, and then when I came to, I was on my knees in the doorway. Kind of crouched. One, like, like when you take a knee to propose. Yeah, yeah. Essentially that pose. With my brother holding my wrist, screaming at me to fucking stop. Don't know what the fuck happened. From what he tells me is I attacked him. Oh, what? I don't know how or why or what the fuck I did. All I remember is I stood up, went black, and then I'm looking at him talking, and I see my face morph into him. And then I was like, what the fuck? And then all of a sudden, just he became me, and I didn't like it. (laughs) And then I blacked out again, and yeah, when I came to, he's fucking holding me down, like, fucking stop. 
And I was like, what the fuck Stop is going what? on? What are you doing? And I was like, what? what are you talking about? And he's like, you fucking attacked me. You need to chill. And I was like, I what? Sorry. What? What do you mean? Like, what? And he's like, go fucking sit down. I went and sat down, and I was like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what happened. This so was like the last half an hour? I don't know this was like right before I went to Job Corps, a couple of months before. Like, fucking. So that happened. After that, I was like, I can't. I can't smoke anymore. So a couple of weeks go by. We're over at my cousin's house, and I decide to smoke again. But this time, it's the real thing, not spice. Yeah. And they throw some keef on the fucking bowl. Never done keef before. So mm-hmm. that was a new experience. But the fucked up thing is I was playing Gears of War. Oh. So. It's an aggressive one. Yeah. No, well, what happened was, is like I said, I, and everything went black. Well, this time I was playing Gears of War, and we were playing a co-op mission. And as you play a video game, you got joysticks. Right. I was playing 360, so everything was kind of yeah. off kilter. So in my peripheral, I see my thumbs doing this. And I get distracted from the game, look down, and I'm just fucking... I'm not playing the game anymore. I'm watching my hands do this. And all of a sudden, I get the same feeling getting done. Really? And this time, crazy fucking... I don't know what happened. But it pretty much came down to me ending the world. Uh, There was a timer, and I was fucking with a Rubik's Cube. Timer went done. Something went click, and everything went black. In your head? Yep. So when it clicks, are you now just, you see black, but you see yourself in your head? No. Just black. Nothing. Damn, that's fucking crazy. So, yeah, this is, so the first one was Spice, second time was Ganja. After that, like, I finally, I fucking, <laughs> I stopped playing the game, went outside to have a cigarette, we didn't have any cigarettes, so I went back in and laid on the couch, and I tried to fall asleep. Because I kind of came back into reality, but I was still in that same kind of weird headspace. So, I was trying to sleep it off, like, I'll be cool, whatever. After that, I was like, alright, I can't, like, something happened that night, I don't know what it was, but I'm not the same. Like, I can't, I can't do it anymore. Mm. So, I quit smoking, went to Job Corps, did my shit, fucking kicked ass, got out of there. I tried smoking when I got out of Job Corps one time, and I got super bad anxiety that the same thing was going to happen, that I couldn't, I didn't want to be there. Right. So after that, like, easily 10 years, I went without touching it. Like, I wanted to fucking smoke. I wanted to be able to enjoy it. Just that fear of me losing my mind, like, this would be the time I didn't want it to happen. So after that, like, I've always wanted to try shrooms, never did it kind of wanted to try ass and never did it and it's the fear that if i take a stronger hallucinogenic something's gonna happen that i'm not gonna come back from and i that's like i said my biggest fear i don't i don't want it i don't want to go crazy much time we have seven minutes um we can get into this next time but uh i've told my shroom experience on here a couple times and it's kind of weird that you explain it the way you do because for me and, and I I still learn new things from that experience even to this day. Like, I'll look back on it and be like, oh, that was different, interesting. Yeah. Because I didn't have, like, a like a shut-off moment necessarily. But there was a point in time when I did it, I was at a friend's property that he owns away from society. And mm. he owns a couple, like, little 
cabin type things and we were in there or whatever and we took them and I this was this was the second time that I took them the first time was an eighth mm-hmm. second time was three eighths so a lot I mean, yeah. good <laughs> a lot because yeah. like of course like everyone who listens to Joe Rogan when they started talking about their mushrooms I was like I gotta try them yeah, yeah it sounds great <laughs> and he always says like don't take this much take this much I'm like I'm gonna take this much okay <laughs> awful idea don't recommend it unless you're ready and be mentally prepared. <laughs> yeah. But I, after doing all the research, I guess what I experienced was what they call ego death. Oh. And I, for a short period of time, didn't know who I was, didn't know where I was at, and I thought pretty much that I was born in that room. Oh. And coming back to reality and learning what's what? going on and what's important in that process did change me a lot. Yeah. And there is kind of some similarities to what you said on your, was it spice and salvia? Yeah. I, I've never done spice or salvia, but I've heard that, you know, I have a friend who did it and they were driving or whatever and he's just fucking like zombied in the back of the car and just oh. drooling and the whole Yeah, there's, and... there's like definitely the horror stories of it and you can fucking find multiple accounts online of people doing dumb shit. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, that was like, it never affected anybody else I know in a weird kind of way. Right. Um, I mean, obviously, everybody's genetic makeup is different, so right. there's that. But I will say now, I have smoked since this. I'm not nearly as bad with anxiety. Good. So yeah. that, that, that's a bonus. I still get in my head, but yeah. it's nothing remotely bad. Um, when I'm drinking and smoke, I don't feel a goddamn thing. Hmm. I just get fucking happy and it mellows me out and I get back to a sober level and yeah. I'm good to fucking pound some more beers and take a few shots. But And it's weird too because, you know, I know that sometimes like people who have weird adverse effects with like smoking weed or, you know, spice or salvia also have bad effects on drinking but it mm. sounds like when you drink you're just fucking He's just jolly happy. old time you know dude i'm a fucking blast the only girl. bad effect is his filter oh yeah goes no, away i, I so say he's rude. whatever the fuck i want to say you'll be rude like, he's called me a bitch before that's when i said i'm it. the asshole because and... when i drink just what whatever i feel at that moment i'll say it yeah and he's either like real rude or he'll be like i'm sorry thank you for being my thank you for that i'm the, I'm the so mirror much. guy like, hey you mayor <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, it's, like I said, I mean, it's, everything seems okay now. Yeah. I haven't had another, you know, break, I guess, um, but I'm still fucking terrified to death to try any hallucinogenics, and I fucking want to, so yeah. I want to try acid so bad, <laughs> just once. I don't want, necessarily want to try acid anymore, but shrooms are, they were a really big thing on the list for a long time. You know what's weird about acid is, like, I was on the same page, like, I always told myself that I would never do anything man-made. Even though before I even had that opinion, I had done ecstasy once. <laughs> but, you know, that I digress. <laughs> um, acid was, they're very similar in some ways. But the thing that I loved but also hated about acid is I fucking felt like a year. Mm. Like, it just, just super dragged out. Oh, my God. And, like, it got to a point where, like. I just don't want to do this no more. <laughs> yeah, I can't remember. I took it, like, at 1 a.m. Fun note, it was after a podcast. <laughs> um, I took it like 1 a.m. or something like that. And then, like, I was not, like, fully sober until, like, 6 p.m. the next day. Yeah. It's a hell of a trip. Like, I, I 
was at a buddy's house and like it was I could see that it was getting light outside and I was starting to like basically I knew when it hit because I was looking at a TV screen and then just all the colors just separated out I'm like oh okay well this is what it is Um, and I could see them like start starting to shrink back into reality like I didn't have that spectrum color shock anymore okay well I could probably go home and you know do what I got to do for the rest of the day, but I was exhausted. I was so tired. Yeah. I had a headache. And I got home, and I'm like, I didn't want, like, didn't want to be around family because I was like, I don't want to be, like, fucked up. That's mm-hmm. rude. Like, I don't want them to know. And I went down to my room, and I laid down on my bed, and I looked up at my ceiling, and I'm like, I don't remember my ceiling moving <laughs> like it is right now. I'm like, is this still going? And I was, like, getting frustrated. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, just I'm over it. Just wrap this shit yeah. up. Like, <laughs> it was cool. I lasted, but. That's definitely not what media makes it out to be. Like, I wasn't seeing. Oh, yeah, no. Just, I've. Tracers. <laughs> a lot of my friends have definitely tried yeah. almost anything you can fucking try. But, no, none of them said it was, like. You know, it's not like you see in the movies. Like, everybody has a different experience, definitely. But, um, talking to little knickknacks, little birds and shit. We're yeah. talking to them. Everybody said lizard. that uh, <laughs> hallucinogenics make everything way more vibrant. Yes. And that's kind of what. So, my whole thing is I kind of want to, like, go in the woods. Mm-hmm. And I love nature. Like, I just want to experience all the nature because it's fucking awesome. Like, I hate being in the city all the time like it's cool i like it i like living in the city but the times when i can get away and just fucking breathe and not have to worry about wearing a fucking mask in a store or whatever you know what i mean it's dope but it i definitely the first time that i did it it, there was a lot of panic because of a certain situation that was going on Mm -hmm. like i went on a hike with a couple buddies and we lost track of one of our buddies and and panic like ensued or whatever but there was a moment in time where, like, I had taken them, and we did, like, you, we drank orange juice with them, and mm-hmm. it's supposed to amplify or whatever. Definitely. And I remember we were walking up this trail, and I just, like, I started, like, getting in my own thoughts really heavy. And I, like, tell my friends, I'm like, hey, I'm just going to sit down right here for a little bit. I'm like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, no, I'm just going to sit down here and chill and look around. And I looked up at the moon, and, like, the best way I can describe it is, like, have you ever, like, pushed your eyes, like, in a weird way and, like, you can kind of, like, see lights kind of, like, mm-hmm. squinting and moving? It was like that, but it looked like a rainbow coming oh, off yeah. the moon. And it wasn't like, I wasn't like, whoa, no, like, tripping out. I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. And then, like, the stars and the light looked like they were kind of like, cobwebbed almost. Yeah. But I sat there, and the reality is, like, it helped me figure out a lot of stuff in my head that I was questioning. Yeah. Not just, like, religion or anything like that, right. but, like, personal experiences that I was dealing with. It made clarification. It gave me clarification. It gave me a path in my head like, okay, well, why am I worrying about this? Why is this hurting me so much? Why is this? I sat there for what felt like three hours, ended up being like 25 minutes, and worked (laughs) out all this stuff in my head, and I felt great. Yeah. The second time when I took more, though, I think where my problem was, was I was so amped up from like other people telling, talking about it, and doing things that I was like, I didn't respect the drug. Mm. or the mushroom I don't want to call it a drug (laughs) like I didn't respect it enough and I didn't respect what it could do to your body Mm. and I tried to fight it instead of just allowing it to do its thing do its thing yeah definitely my dad always said he's like don't don't fight it even if you don't want to do it just let it go yeah because if you fight it you're going to have the worst time I I think too (laughs) what happened was is I did it there was several people there 
and one of my closest buddies at the time, he was very confident about doing it. And I remember we took him and we were sitting around a campfire and we get nauseous when you eat them. Yeah. Because your body's like, ah, foreign. But yeah, 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 yeah. We went and like we went behind this cabin or whatever and like my one buddy threw up and then another buddy ran back there and started throwing up. And I felt it come up and I swallowed it back down, which is gross. <laughs> and uh, my buddy looked at me in the eyes and he's all like like panicked and his eyes are ginormous. He's like, I think we took too much. <laughs> And then it just spiraled. <laughs> I was like, why'd you say it? Buddy? I was looking at you to tell me that we were okay. <laughs> Fuck, bro. Now I'm You're like, well, now here we are. Yeah, well, no. We can go into that next time. And uh, For sure. I also want to know more well, about yeah. you because we haven't, we haven't dipped into that. It's not nearly as fun. But <laughs> and then obviously, where you guys met in relationship. Nice. Yeah, classic nut button. <laughs> I always wait. Someone will be like, I wanted to punch it earlier, but I was like, wait. <laughs> um, and everyone listening, if you guys want more, let us know. Yeah. Um, I'd... I'll show my titties or something. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. We got Whatever. Patreon, OnlyFans. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I do have an OnlyFans. <laughs> it's not going to lie. Subscribe. <laughs> um, do you guys have, I don't know if you're really, like, do much on social media, but do you have anything that people can follow you if they want to? Facebook. He has an OnlyFans, but I yeah, got I Instagram. got Facebook. Um, I have an Instagram too. You guys can look forward to. We're gonna to try to get some of my other buddies on here, but we do a little about outdoors stuff, pretty much uh, hunting and shit like that. Um, it's called, called Greenhorns Green Outdoors. So I'm gonna see about getting those guys on here, and we can talk about some hunts and outdoor experiences. See if we can get some more people into the awesomeness of outdoors and getting your own food. Yeah. So. And uh, everyone listening, whether it's here live or YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, shouting you out again. Thank you. Finally. <laughs> it took forever. Um, if you're Hello, listening it there, um, links for everything will be in the description. So their social medias, our social medias for all of our other shows and stuff will be there. Um, and if you want to reach out, Discord. There's Discord. That is going to be extremely active, or at least I will be on there for all of our different shows and guests and all that. So I'll get into this eventually when I get done movie. Yeah, <laughs> we'll go from there. But yeah, yeah, I definitely look forward to coming back and hanging out. Man. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys. Thank you guys for sharing and Thanks, uh, man, for thank having you. us. Everyone listening, take care. Thanks, Have guys. Have a good day. Bye. You just joined. Bye. <laughs>